0: people suck. Wow. No.
1: Alright,
2: it's time for another week of 4 g Radio. Drew, I was so proud of you doing that last week.
3: Did I nail it?
1: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but it's the effort that counts.
2: It was. I, was. I was like, that's my Drew. That's my Drew. Yeah. So, this episode 782 for July 31st, the absolute last day of July 2017. See, I knew that was going to happen. As soon, as soon as I, I start doing the man.
4: show, he logs on. See that?
3: Here he is. I, think, right. I
4: think he waits invisible in the invisible <laughs> mode, and then waits for us to start, and then comes on. But how can
3: he
2: possibly know?
4: Maybe he has a he has a mole on the inside, man. Maybe Drew tells him.
1: Ah, Drew. Uh, I don't.
4: I've never trusted Drew from day one, so I, I can see him doing this. <laughs> Isn't that right, Drew?
3: That's that's good to not trust me.
4: That's good. It's good. <laughs> but anyway,
2: with us this week we have. Drew, hello. We have Jay. Buongiorno. We got John. Yep. And I think we got the wombat too.
0: We do, and I'm pleased to hear that you're still alive.
2: Oh, thank you, thank yeah. you. I am alive,
3: barely. But that I'm- was that was that was a little nervous there for a second last week. We were like, anybody heard from Ken? Nope. <laughs> and, then, and then we looked on Twitter. He's like, "Stay <clears> in the hospital." And I'm like, "Is he dead?"
0: No, I'm not I'm not dead. I did. We were a little nervous there for a minute. Nobody could get a hold of you. We couldn't you wouldn't respond to my text messages. I thought, man, oh man.
2: I tell you, I hadn't slept all weekend and I finally passed out Saturday night and I just I slept through my alarm and I was just like, Man and I woke up and I saw your text, I saw Drew's text, so I'm like, Oh yeah, there's a podcast, I probably should have got up. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, no, I'm alive. To the to the pleasure of some, to the detriment of others, but that's fine. That's fine. But video games. It's summertime. It's almost time for. Man, I hate it. every year. It's coming, and August is when it starts, and it starts hard in August. But let's we'll talk about uh, what's going on right now, Drew. Did you uh? Did you play some video games?
3: Yeah, a few things.
2: That didn't involve, you know, dooms and fists and watches of over?
3: Um Yeah. <laughs> I played a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean you can probably sit down and talk about gigantic. Yeah. Um played that, probably did probably I'd say five matches of that.
2: That game is, I, is neat.
3: That game I, is really neat. It's a little haphazard, I feel.
2: Yeah, there's there's some balance they need to do and there's I just I just like the way it plays. I like the way it looks. Uh um, yeah. I like the characters that are in it. I like the fact that it's fairly simple. Like, you know, hey, build this thing, points for killing the enemies and and the other stuff, and then once you get 100 points, you'll go attack the big thing.
3: Yeah, it's, it's just real simple.
4: Yeah. What what is it exactly for people that are completely
3: unaware? It's kind of like a MOBA. Um, there's yeah. no real creeps involved, so you're not constantly fighting stuff, marching toward your, your base. Um, you're more attacking characters to get kills, which then fill up a bar. And when that bar is filled, you then go attack the other person's base. Now, the base is represented by a monster, like this big, giant monster. Mm. And uh you you know it counts down. Okay, the, the attack commences in twenty seconds, and so you have to run all the all the way up across the map, and then attack the monster because your monster is basically pinning it down, and you have to hit it. And after you do what five hits? Yeah,
2: it's five, not, it's not many. damage it,
3: Yeah, you damage it five times, then you win. Um, but there are rules to being able to damage stuff. So uh, let's say. The enemy team gets enough points to where they're pinning our monster down. Um, in certain instances, if uh, the monster can uh, get damaged automatically without the enemy team doing it, mm-hmm. um, but you can stop that from happening if you kill an enemy team member. Um, so it's it's kind of like this give and take of you need to know what what your monster your 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 base, let's just call it a base because it's easier to think that way. Uh, you need to know what status your base is at currently, if it is one of the attacks that can damage it immediately, or if you can maybe hold off the enemy attackers uh, from damaging your your base kind of thing. And it's the same for the reverse. So it's not like you can get steamrolled. You can easily come back in that game um, just by strategically attacking the enemy. And knowing when to kill and when not to, uh, but around the map, there's also Wait, these. There, like,
4: there's times when it's
3: good not to kill dudes. Um, it, it depends. So, uh, obviously, you want to stop the guys from attacking your uh, your base. So the because you can kind of die relatively easy, especially if you get gained up on. The best thing to do is kind of poke at them and make them run away because obviously if they die during the attack they you have to do a lot of a damage to the to the enemy base um in order for it to count and you only have a certain amount of seconds to do it so yeah if you want to wipe them out that would be ideal but you don't have to because then when you get into a big team fight like that you don't want to lose too many guys so, so, so how the- do you
4: how do you counter scenarios where the other team is basically just waiting for their base to be vulnerable. And then during that time, they just kill you while you're trying to kill the base. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you stop that from happening?
3: Um, there's – so it's weird because you have to gather enough points. And it, the majority of the points can actually be captured by these nodes. So uh, there's nodes all around the battlefield – Um, and you can either capture it to get points to then allow yourself to attack the other base, or you can spawn creatures there. Now the creatures will only run around that node. They don't like go toward the base or anything like that. So that's kind of their form of creeps. Um, and there's certain creeps that do different things. One of them is kind of like a wall where you kind of can't get by it unless you kill it first. There's one that can heal your enemy or heal the team, and then there's another one that shows where the enemies are in the vicinity. You can um, uh,
2: upgrade those as well up to like yeah. level three.
3: Yeah. So on top of that, your character levels up, and you can choose um, like what abilities you want to buff up with different. You know, it's kind of like using a skill point to to buff your uh, abilities. And there's what four abilities in all, yeah, and then there's, an ultimate.
2: Four abilities, the ultimate. I do like that it like makes a suggestion of which one you should upgrade, and yeah. you can literally not go into a menu and just hold left like on the D pad, and it'll automatically upgrade that ability.
3: Yeah. Um, but there, there's there's different types of classes. There's you know the tank characters. There's healers. There's um, specialist the, classes.
2: The characters feel very much like Overwatch characters to me, like. Like they all have like three or four abilities that are very different. Like one of them, some of them are mobility, some of them are defense, some of them are AOE. You know, it's just, and, and that that was fun for me to go through and like play the different characters in the in the training ground.
3: I guess this would be the best comparable to Smite.
2: Yeah, it's similar to Smite, but it's not as confusing. One of the things about Smite when I played it uh, the couple of times I played it was like I don't. I don't really understand all the rules. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. It seems kind of confusing. Gigantic is like very straightforward. Like here's what you do. Do it and do it well.
3: Yeah. And it's really, it's a very bad idea to, to go against somebody one-on-one. Yeah. No. It, no. <laughs> yeah. You, you need to have teammates with you when you do a fight. Um, I played mainly as the, the bull looking guy who throws spears. Yeah. He's um, like the default the, character yeah uh he's a bruiser type character, so he's good at like melee and he he does have a couple of ranged abilities um but then I messed around with a healer healers can't go off on their own nope. in that game that you you don't there's nothing you can do to to i mean you can stop guys or try to, but they're they're weak and then on top of that they don't do much damage. You have to be kind of like just kind of pocketing a character the entire time. Um I did the one that uses like the healing beam kind of thing. Oh yeah. I oh, don't know mercy, it. I think. Right? It's, it's, essentially, yeah. it's essentially mercy. Um but it's interesting and I really love the art style. The art style is really cool. Yeah.
4: So it plays at really the good. end of it, after after having played uh a dec- uh, a little bit, right? Not not too much but not too little. Yeah. Do you feel compelled to go back and play it again? I'd like to
2: try
3: it with some people that I know.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think it'd be fun yeah. if, if other people played it, and, that, and that's what's nice about it. It is free, so. It How? Is free.
4: Uh, oh, this is at uh, least next question. How terrible or not terrible is the microtransactions? It's free play game.
2: It's league model where they rotate a hero. Okay. So.
4: Uh, yeah. and do you get the currency to buy heroes like pretty regularly after matches or through levels?
2: It didn't seem like you could do it fast because there's not a ton of characters. What did you say? There's like maybe 15?
3: 15? Yeah. 15 characters. I'd say there's at least probably maybe three characters per class. Um, There wasn't that many bruisers. No. Um, And I think there was only like two tanks.
2: Yeah, they, they kind of – there's like two tanks and there's two – what do they call them? Like summoners or something like summoners, that? Summoners, yeah. Yeah.
3: So or casters. I it think seems like called. there's
2: going to be more characters coming into the game down the road. If as long as it keeps going, I would assume.
3: Yeah, and I have to say, like uh, those five matches that I played. I mean, it, it wasn't. It took two seconds to get into a match.
2: Yeah. It, well, it is relatively new. Let's see how it handles in like a month.
3: Yeah, in a month.
4: Uh, who made
2: this game?
3: Um, I know Perfect World is publishing it.
2: Yeah, it's made by, a, I think it's they're called Gigantic Team. They've, they've been working on this game for a very long time.
3: Yeah. Uh, Perfect World, uh, they do MMOs. They have a couple of MMOs, and then they also did uh, Torchlight. They were the ones who, they didn't make Torchlight, but they, they were the ones who published Torchlight. Hmm. So they're kind of like an indie publisher, I would say. There yeah. was uh, an MMO that I played for a little while called Forsaken Worlds, that they I think made, as well as published, but um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting.
1: Okay.
3: Um, I, I like I said I would like. Uh, was it five per team? Yeah, it's five v five. Yeah, five v five. I'd like to at least get you know a couple other people on a team with me that you know, I could talk to, obviously. And it is free to play, so.
2: Yeah, they you. Know. <laughs> They did give us codes for, like, all the heroes and the skins.
3: That That's the issue is that I can't really gauge yeah. how long it would take to purchase one because I already have them all online.
2: Oh, I forgot. The, the, the cards. The cards are cool.
3: Yeah, they do have cards. So, uh, kind of like a loot box, you can get things... Uh, depending on what you do. So you get these cards. You'll have cards in your collection, and the cards may be like, oh, win two games, or something like that. So it's kind of like a quest. Mm -hmm. And when you complete those cards, it gives you stuff.
1: Yeah.
3: So it's it's, it's kind of like a loot box, except, oh, you just don't get it from leveling up. You get it from completing the quest kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
2: And you can equip which ones you want to use. Yeah. So... If you feel Discount. like you're, if you feel like you yeah. can do this one easier then equip that one, so
0: yeah. yeah. What uh,
4: platforms is this game available for right now? It's
2: Windows and Xbox right now.
3: Okay. No PS4. No, it's not
4: okay.
2: on. P- not that I'm aware of. I, I could be wrong about that. But is it is it
4: on Steam or do you got to go through something else for Windows?
2: I don't know if it's on Steam.
4: That's a good question.
3: Surely, surely to god it's on Steam. Let me see. I
2: mean, everything under the sun's on Steam. You'd think it'd be on Steam.
4: Well, there's a lot of you know when
3: something
4: is uh, Windows. Yes,
3: gigantic is on Steam. Oh, there you yeah, go. Cool. All right, neat. Let's see. I, I was curious with the the standing is it mostly positive reviews? Released July twenty ninth or July nineteenth, excuse me. Um, I discussed seventy three on Metacritic, but seems like a lot of people on Steam really like it.
2: Yeah, that's. I think it's a neat game. I think. Uh... It's a lot better than most of that crap that comes out regularly.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played that. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> a little bit more of The Witcher, not much though.
2: Sometime this century you'll did you get, get dandelion yet. I have not got a
3: dandelion. No, I did the next quest, and guess what? He wasn't there.
0: Oh,
2: imagine that! Yeah. imagine that. You know what? Um, you know what they should have called that quest. The princess is in another castle.
3: Yeah, the dandelion (laughs) is in another castle. And they've they've done that before. Like in quests and stuff, they'll name it like kind of like references to other things. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That'd have been perfect for that one, because goddamn, you never find that son of
4: a bitch.
3: I swear, I can't stand it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I have. I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't went back to it re- recently. I don't, because... I don't remember
4: that quest taking that long. I hated personally. that. Oh I my hated god, that
3: quest. I, I'm at least I'm at least three hours into that quest line. Well, I mean, three hour quest line for a Witcher game isn't unheard of. But, but, yeah, but, but
4: when they're usually boring, good. Is good. good. Yeah, they're usually good. That's the problem. I, I, with I don't that know. One. When I played the game, I, I didn't mind that quest that much. That you're going to different places. It's not the fact that you're trying to... It takes so long to finish your goal that matters. It's the things that you do in between. The places you go to, the people that you meet and interact with.
0: Yeah, the purpose of that quest is to kind of illustrate... Illustrate a lot of different things. About the city, about the world, about Siri, about Dandelion. It's kind of an exposition quest. But... Mm -hmm. I, I will agree with Drew that that of all the quests in the game, that is one that starts to get a little tiresome towards the end. But Drew, you got to push through that one because all the rest of them are so good. I, yeah, know, the I whole, know the whole the I'm whole
2: sequence to. that happens after that. Like I did the yes. same thing Drew did, where it took me the longest to get through the <clears throat> dandelion quest, but the part after that, oh man, that's good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm excited for it. So I mean, I, trust me, I've seen The Witcher three in it in its glory, like that the whole thing with the witches.
2: Yes, the and witches
0: thing was amazing.
3: That is so fucking cool. That's some of the just, coolest fantasy lore I've ever seen in my life.
0: Just wait, because the um, <laughs> the quest the quests on Skellige are really really good. Yep.
3: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I did. Uh, I did play a little bit of that earlier in the week. You haven't um, met, I
0: don't think you've
2: met Johnny yet. Have you? Have you? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, I've meet, met Johnny. Yeah, you met Johnny. Yeah, get, yeah I met Johnny in out the woods. With, you can hang out with Johnny again later.
3: Yep. I saw somebody that wasn't Johnny, but looked just like him. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, doing some, some nightmarish things to a woman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, that game is so great. Um, that, yeah, I'm going to make a conscious decision to try and sit down and play some more of that this week.
4: I feel like you say that every week.
3: I do say that every week. And then Blizzard comes out and says, hey, douchebag. Hey, douchebag.
4: <laughs> hey, just curious. <laughs> has
2: anybody got any dupes?
3: Nah, not I a have single not, one, nope. I have not got a single... I have
2: market. not either. It's been so fucking beautiful.
3: I yeah. know. Ugh, I but eventually we will, because if this keeps up, we're going to have everything.
2: Well, I understand that eventually you will, but Drew, I have been for like the past 200 hours of that game.
3: Up until last week, I had not gotten anything, not a skin for Orisa, and I finally got a skin for Orisa. Do you know
2: how amazing that loot box algorithm is going to be during the next, you know, event...
3: Yeah.
4: Yep. If you get that, uh, that what's it, uh, seasonal skin for a character, legendary skin, you're not gonna get on the duplicate and get 200 gold for it like an asshole. That is the worst. Yes.
3: But yeah, um, I haven't really played anything else, I don't think. Um, but I do want to mention something, uh, because, um, I think that everybody here really needs to take a look at this. And I know everybody's going to laugh at me. And Jason has mentioned this before. Oh, boy. So for Phoenix Down, uh, this next thing that we're doing, we're not actually doing a game. We're doing a book uh, called Ready Player One. And as anybody knows, there was a trailer for Ready Player One. It's going to be directed by Steven Spielberg coming out in 2018 that released during Comic-Con. And that kind of got me interested, which I've heard about this book before. Um, I'm not a big reader. In fact, the last book I've read was probably about seven years ago. I can't put this fucking book down. It is so well done. It has so many. This book was made for everybody here at this podcast. If you grew up, you know, in the eighties and nineties, everything that you can imagine is in this book. And it's so good. It's so it's, it's borderline ridiculous, but it's also crazy. Awesome. At the same time. Um, but yeah, we're. I'm reading it for Phoenix down. We're going to record uh, next week on the first thirteen chapters. Got a lot of people actually reading along with us. So, um, but I highly suggest that book to to everyone here and anybody listening who's into like you know geeky stuff like we do. You know, like I, it's got everything: uh, video games, uh, old school Dungeons and Dragons stuff, um, futuristic. Uh, virtual reality world stuff, it's really, really cool. So I- anybody out there who wants to know the premise, um, it's of a story, of it takes place in 2044. Uh, the world's kind of overpopulated. On top of that, uh, the energy crisis is, is in full swing because uh, we ran out of fossil fuel stuff. And so everybody spends most of their time in this virtual reality world called OASIS. And uh, Oasis was made by this eccentric man who grew up in the 80s and 90s and constantly reminisces about, you know, nostalgic things from that that era. So he incorporated all that to his video game, which now everybody uses for, like, day-to-day life. Like, people go to school in Oasis, and people will go to work in Oasis. Well, he dies in 2044, or he dies years earlier. And he releases a video right before he dies, saying, "I've created an Easter egg in Oasis, and if anybody can find it, they will get my entire fortune because this guy's like obviously a billionaire, and so it 's all about these people trying to find the Easter egg. Um, it 's really, really well done, and i 'm excited to see the ending of the book, and i 'm really excited to see the movie so
4: when the, when was this written?
3: Uh, this was published in 2011. Okay. So it's got references to all sorts of stuff. So you got like old school like Joust and uh, Super Mario Brothers and stuff like that. But then you also have you know newer stuff like Halo and uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, so he's he's got a range of everything. Um, and it's, I mean, it, it it like and the thing is is like you can tell. The guy who wrote it, which is Ernest Klein, he's a big nerd like us. But on top of that, he 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 doesn't necessarily dump stuff down, but he will explain stuff. So, like, he'll talk about MMOs, where he will write down, you know, massively online multiplayer kind of thing, uh, and then he'll explain what an MMO is, just in case somebody who's reading this doesn't know about this stuff. Um, so anybody out there could read this book and still enjoy it and understand it. Um, it's really well done. I love it so much that I went out and bought his newest book.
4: What is is his newest book?
3: His newest book is called Armada.
4: Hmm.
3: Um, which kind of in the same vein as Ready Player One. It's in a different universe, obviously, but it's about this kid who loves video games and aliens invade the Earth. And it's basically like... Uh, what was it The pixels? Last Starfighter? Is it like Pixels? <laughs> no, it's not like Pixels. I mean, the aliens from the games <laughs> are coming and inv- invading. And he's like a master at these video games. So he's going to fight them off. With that That's exactly pixels. Like pixels. That's yeah. Pixels. <laughs>
0: that
3: Wasn't is... The Last Starfighter like that, too?
0: Uh, yeah. Kinda, well, that, Last yeah. Starfighter was a game that was being used as a recruitment tool. Yeah. yeah.
3: The, the, the Pixels is
2: literally aliens invade as the characters from video games and the nerds fight them off with pixel guns. Yeah. Like that's the premise of the movie.
4: I'm I'm pretty sure the book is most likely better written than Pixels was as far as the narrative.
2: I don't hate Pixels as much as the internet does. Ah. Uh, I don't hate was, it
4: hate it. But like it's not good. It's just, I mean I can it, admit it's not good. It's just It was
2: know. it was better than some shit I've had to sit through. <laughs> Fair.
4: Uh, so but, a, yeah. a, are you looking forward to uh, walking out of the movie theater and saying the book is
3: better or uh, <laughs> is that something you're looking forward
4: to readily or is that something just kind of on the back of your mind That's I mean in
3: most, in most cases okay. the book will always be better than the movie and I'm fine with that but you know I mean I'll, I can enjoy both so um, the, the thing about books
4: and movies in general to me is that I tend to enjoy them in the order of I want to watch the movie And then I want to go back to the book because the book is always more context, more information, and more kind of flushed out. So if I read the book first and then watch the movie based on that property, I am often disappointed by the things they don't cover and a lot of things that uh, don't do justice to the book. So in the way, if I enjoyed the, the movie, which I'm likely to see... Then I'll go read the book afterwards because I want to know more, right? Kind of like how I played The Witcher games, and then I started reading the books. And I do that with a lot of different uh, different things, too. But sometimes it just happens that you have read the book before. I read um, – what was that movie with uh, Matt Damon on Mars? The, the Martian? Matt Damon. Oh, Matt Damon. Oh, God. But uh, <laughs> I read the book like a year and a half before the movie came out. I didn't know the movie wasn't in production, but it just kind of happened that way. Really loved the book, enjoyed the movie too, but obviously, you know, there's just a lot of things in the in the book that the movie didn't cover. So, you know, it's it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic in that way.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, but, you uh, really want to
4: be
2: disappointed. I read The Lost World before that movie came out.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a big difference between that and movie.
2: huge difference in that book to that movie. <laughs>
0: Lost World, Jurassic Park Two is what he's talking oh, about. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh, yeah okay. that that book is
0: uh, yeah, wow. And the book is a lot better than the
2: movie. Well, obviously, but <laughs> um, I mean, I still don't yeah.
4: hate the movie, but the book
0: no. is just so
1: much better.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: is that but, the one where the the T Rex was rampaging through like Los Angeles or something like that, or was that the third one?
2: That's the at the end. Of that's the second one. Second one, one. Yeah, second one yeah, right?
4: Yeah. Was that in
0: the book too?
2: God, was that in the book?
0: Uh, it's been like. The 20 thing, years since I read that book. The thing I, don't,
2: the thing I remember at the I, end of that book is when they're surrounded by the dinosaurs that can camouflage, like the invisible yeah. ones, and they're trapped in yeah, the building. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah. I, don't, I don't remember if it's in the book or not, Jay, to be honest. If it is, I don't feel like it's a big deal in the book. Yeah, Yeah, because that seemed like it was
4: made for the movie theater kind yeah. of deal. You know, kind of I don't, I don't think it trailer. was, but I could be okay.
2: wrong.
3: Yeah. But I... Highly suggest to anybody listening and to the guys on the podcast, check out Ready Player One. I mean, it's it's really good. It goes by fast. That's the thing. It's, like, it's been years since I read a book, and I, I bought this book on Wednesday of last week, and I'm already well past halfway through it. So right. it's, it's a great read, and I'm excited for the movie, but that's mainly what I've been doing is getting ready for Phoenix Down because, well, I'm... I'm already past where we need to stop for, for Phoenix Down. Nice. But that's it for me.
2: Alright. John? Yep. Do you, do, you, do you want to join us now? You want to talk about video games?
5: Oh, yeah, why not? <laughs> sure, nothing better to do. Huh. Um, so, I've been switching it up literally, so most of the games I've been playing on the Switch, you were kind enough to send me over a code for Namco mu- Museum, which is a collection of old Namco games. So think Pac Man, uh, Gallagher, uh, Dig Dug, um, Splatterhouse. Is it Splatterhouse or Splathouse?
0: Splatterhouse?
5: Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse. Um, and it's a collection of these games uh were very popular in the uh, in the arcades back in the day um and the ports are are pretty well done um you know, they feel like uh, they did in the arcade but the the real problem I think comes from the fact that games are different now, and back in the eighties the whole point of a video game was to suck you drive quarters, and it just doesn't play so well anymore. Um, they're incredibly difficult maybe I'm just getting old I don't know Um, it really shows that this is what they were built for Um, surprisingly Rolling Thunder and Rolling Thunder 2 are just really really difficult
0: Yeah, Uh, I remember playing those a lot and them being insanely difficult
5: yeah and frustratingly so um, there's also calling it a museum or a collection of games is a bit of a um, I think a trade and standards problem because there's like seven games there, and uh, two of them are Gallagher um, and to me that 's not a real collection you know Namco have got more properties uh, they could have easily probably put fifteen twenty different games on there. It is telling, however, that on the main page where you select the games, there's a massive area that's blank. So they haven't filled in the whole page with the seven odd games. It's like a third full. And you're thinking, that looks like there could be more space. And I'm wondering if they're going to try and sell other games as DLC.
4: Um, how much is this right now? The collection. I
5: I don't know because I got given the code so I can't find. I the think price. it's
4: thirty dollars.
5: Whoa, way too much for that
4: game. Uh, wait, this is on the Switch too, right? So it's got that Switch tag. It's I only
2: guess. on Switch. This is the but It's also digital. Yeah, it's only on, this is like the Switch version. And yeah,
1: there it's are also 30, some
5: very thirty dollars. That's that's double what you should be paying for this game. That really is. That's a that's a real nasty price tag for what you're getting. And don't get me wrong, I like Pac-Man. Um, I like Gallagher, um, although it is a lot more difficult than I can remember. And so is Flatter I used to remember sinking ten pences into that game for 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 hours and hours. And that that game is not a good game. It really isn't. Um, There are also some really weird choices that they've made aesthetically. So you can flip it on its side. So when you're looking at it on the big widescreen of the the console, if you're in handheld mode, um, one, I should imagine, this actual screen size that you're playing on is 30% of the actual screen of the Switch. It's heavily bordered. The screen is tiny. You can flip it on its side so it's at a 90 degree, which fits more in the ratio of the screen that you'd have been looking at in the arcade. But you can't play that way because you're, you're playing with the controls on its side, which you can do. It, it'll reorientate the controls, but the Switch is quite a heavy machine. And so I was so worried about, like I was going to drop it playing that way. You can also adjust ratios so you can have, like, uh, more pixels per screen. But by doing that, it blows up the screen in the bordered window. So you're only seeing, like, 10% of the screen. That seems a pointless option to have on this game. You can't play the game like that. So why on earth is there an option for you to change the, the pixel ratio? It's very, very weird. Um... It is easy enough to uh, switch out of one game to another. That's quite cool. And, of course, you've got save states now, which you wouldn't have had uh, back in the day. But it's not a great game. Not so far. I mean, the the games on it are are classics, or a couple of them are. Um, But it just... There are so many other ways to play those games now. If you look at... And better ways. If you look at Pac-Man and Galaga, you've had the championship editions of Pac-Man. They were fantastic. They were a reimagining imagining of a classic game in an age where you don't go in arcades anymore, and then they had that Galaga one that was a similar kind of thing. There are far better ways to play those games now than on a $30 Switch collection. Just seems odd. Um, other game I've played is uh, Splatoon 2, and I take it you guys must have talked about this last week.
1: I
4: do um, was
5: here last week Did actually oh, played it. Yeah,
4: no, no one had the yeah. Switch last no one, week, oh, so switch. first
5: time. Okay, so Splatoon 2 <clears throat> is, is is Splatoon 2. It's um, it's more of that excellent multiplayer kind of fun ink covers sp- the area game that they, have you know, that was a, I would say it was a, a good, it was a success story on, on the Wii, bearing in mind it was on the Wii U, yeah um, it done well considering, and this is more of that, and it's a lot of fun, a hell of a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Uh, the uh, The same kind of premise, so you've got a team of four inklings, and you have uh, three minutes to paint as much of the the ground as you can in your colours. Um, I love the three minutes. I think it stops it from getting too boring. If it means if you are on a particularly bad run on, on, on a level you've only got to wait a few minutes before you enter another game um, it's it's perfect for that type of game you've got lots of weapons and more than the original you've got some more maps you've got the uh, inco- incopolis kind of area so you can um, visit weapon vendors, headgear vendors, shoe vendors it's got all of that stuff that you may have loved from the first game unfortunately it's also got some of the stuff that wasn't so great from the first game along with some other stuff that isn't great for the new game. So real problem in not being able to back out of a game when you're in a lobby. So if you're in a lobby waiting and you can sometimes wait a while, you can't back out to the main menu is really odd. You have the same, rotation. So although you've got extra maps, I think only two of the maps were from the original game. I think you've got like eight new maps. Only two are playable at any one time in the regular online mode. Which, I just don't understand that. You know, you've got all of these maps, and I think they rotate every two hours. So it's like you'll be playing the same two maps for two hours.
1: And then when, they, ro- just
5: when
2: they rotate, you have to listen to the spiel again.
5: Yes. You have to listen to Pearl and the other new one. I can't remember her name. Pearl and Ay, I can't fuck remember. I don't know. Some, yeah, I can't... some squid broad, I don't know. Yeah. You've got to listen to them tell you about the new maps. <laughs>
4: I think it's Marie um, now or something. Yeah.
5: No, you that was, yeah. was that's Callie that Cal- and Marie Cali- were in the
0: Callie and, and Marie were the first ones. Really? So yeah.
5: you've got yeah, you've got to listen to those guys. Um Salmon Run which is the horde mode. You can't play that when you want to play that online. You can, if you want to do a private match, if you've got enough friends to get together, you can play salmon run, but you cannot play it with randoms unless Nintendo tell you can play it, which is ridiculous. And then there's a voice chat. Let's not talk about that. Oh, let's please
2: talk about that piece of shit.
5: Please tell I, me how it works. Go ahead. You can't. I can't tell you how it works because I don't have a degree in quantum physics. So I can't <laughs> tell you how it works, Jay. I'm sorry. Okay? It's it's crazy. I don't understand. So you've got an app. Uh, it, it's a Nintendo online app. You can download it. And each game that's going to have an, an online functionality will be have its own page in this app. So at the moment, it's only splitting. So you load up that app. And that's where you want to get together and, and hook up with your friends and organize a game. Um, you want to chat to your friends? Absolutely fine. You can chat to your friends for your app. But you can't then have headphones on for the sound effects. Because you've got your headphones in from the app. And what about if you want to take a phone call while you're in the app? Unlucky. you take, you, go, you take a text message, you check another app. Chucks you out of your session that you are in. It's like an app from 2008. It is ridiculous, like and playing... they expect you to pay for this at some point.
2: It's like playing Doom back on your, you know, 144 modem and hoping nobody calls. Yeah,
0: hoping nobody calls. <laughs> it's... And your parents <laughs> getting mad at you. Why are you tying
5: like... up the phone, Ryan? <laughs> I need to be able to talk to people on the phone. That's why we have a phone. <laughs> I just don't understand why they have done it this way. Now, to me, I think it seems like someone's gone into Nintendo's boardroom and they've said, how are we going to do online functionality for the Switch? Well, I don't know. Those mobile phones seem popular with the kids nowadays. Let's do it on that. And it's like, you don't need to. You have a console that you can plug a headset into. Why is it not built into the console? It seems the most backwards thing. And I think no one really paid. I mean, people were concerned about it before, but now Splatoon is out and is using that app. The inadequacies have been highlighted so immensely. I just, I don't understand, you know, these Japanese, they should be forward thinking, but they're not. They're, like, 20 these, years behind. These Japanese.
1: These Well,
5: <laughs> well you know, the, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Korean, they're all meant to be way ahead of us when it comes to technology. And it seems like with, especially with Nintendo, it's because it's such an old company, they still think it's 1885. Okay. And I just don't understand that. And it's a shame, because Splatoon 2 is a fantastic game. It really is. You've Again, you've got... The, the, it's a game that you can play online where it doesn't matter about how many kills you got all you have to do is you can go through the whole game and not kill a single other inkling and it doesn't matter if you are covering the floor you scored on how much paint you throw on the floor and it's you know when you get to my age i'm not as fast as i used to be i can't play cod uh, as well as I used to, um, you know, people are way, way be- uh, be- more, m- better than I am. And having a game where I can enjoy it online, and I can feel like I have contributed every single game is fantastic. It really is, and it just blows my mind that there are so many backward things. And not, I say, not just the app. You've got things like um, the, the the two map rotation. And uh, the limited salmon run stuff. And it's I don't know, it's weird. I like it. It's a great game. It's hindered
1: you
0: you know, it. by
5: decisions. It's it's a great game in spite of itself.
0: You now it does you know. it
5: have a story mode?
0: Yeah, yeah it's like got the first a, one. It does.
5: Yeah. And it's it's similar. It's I mean it's um a you you think in the same in the first game you're collecting these cut fish, this is the same thing, you're collecting cuttlefish, you're going through and it's kind of like a a puzzly style, so you learn new techniques and try out new weapons for each one, it's the same sort of thing and in fact that's where at least so far Marie has gone, or Callie, I can't remember which one it is, that's I can't tell these
2: squid people apart
5: no, they all look the same to me Um, (laughs) it's well, anyway, Callie or Marie, I can't, that's who you go and speak to and they get you invested in this, this single player. And I've, I'm, I've just done the first main boss and I'm now into the second area. It's got that. And, you know, you've got Amiibo support for both the new Amiibo and the old Amiibo that unlocks extra stuff for you, which is cool. And you can save loadouts. So that's another thing. You cannot, <laughs> you can, <laughs> you cannot change your loadout in the lobby. <laughs> Again, with we're thinking it's 1998 again. Um, if you want to change your loadouts quickly, you can le- preload an amiibo with a particular loadout. And then you can just tap it on the reader, and that will swap the loadouts for you. You can swap Which, your
2: loadouts conveniently for only thirteen ninety five.
5: Yeah, <laughs> Luckily, I mean, I've not bought any of the new amiibos. Uh, well, I haven't bought any of the new... Um, two boats I did pick up both Bayonetta and Cloud, because I thought, oh, God, I better get them before they go. But anyway, I, I, the old ones work absolutely fine, except for Callie and Marie. Uh, those two, at the moment, don't unlock anything. Uh, the, 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 the Inkling does, or the Boy Girl Inkling and the, the, the Squid, uh, the old ones from the first game, they unlock stuff. But Callie and Marie don't, but it does say come back later. So I don't know if that's if you complete the story mode that that will then allow to, you to unlock stuff. But again, that's how you change your your custom, you know your your loadouts, which is just absolutely bizarre. I mean, you so you can't start a game unless it's full, and it can take, as I say, a few minutes for, to fill up, um, depending on what time you play, and. You can't back out, so why on earth don't they give you the option to at least change a loadout? It's dumb. Absolutely dumb.
4: A lot of this stuff sounds like it could be patched out or, you know, changed. It
5: could, and they have said that they are going to continue to support this game, much like they did the first, and they did a lot of support for that first game. uh, For free, for at least one year. And if this proves popular, which I think this game's probably already sold more copies than the Wii U version did, I think it's going to prove quite popular. Um, and they'll continue supporting it. But they did, they supported with things like new maps and obviously the, the events, like at the moment, they've got um, mayo versus ketchup, you know, cake versus ice cream, all that stuff. Um, these little seasonal events, they you get clothes that you can wear that have extra boost. So at the moment, um, you get either a team team, uh, Ketchup or a team mayo shirt that has. Who uh, the, the fuck puts
2: mayo against ketchup? It should be mustard.
5: Well, I don't
2: know. Yeah, well. Um, There's but you can only
5: use it while the event is taking place. It, it vanishes when it goes. Um, and they do all of that, but I can't. And one, they're not going to back out with this app thing. I just don't. I, I mean, as bad as it sounds, and as 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 badly that as I need to actually change that and go move away from the app, go into a built-in system or, on the Switch.
2: The Switch hardware doesn't. It? The Switch hardware doesn't support a microphone. It's just a headphone jack. It's it doesn't have the extra piece for the. That's, oh, that's, that's straight hardware. You
5: can't do. that. Oh my! Well, they've just yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh. My God, that's ridiculous. Becky, look at her butt. Um, So, well, in that case, they're going to have to go down this route. Um, But I don't see them changing a lot of the stuff that's built in. They always went with the two-map rotation with the first game, um, regardless of how many maps they added in. And that sort of stuff, I think, is going to continue. And that's, you know, that's the way it is. You'll get your shot. It is... I'm making it sound like it isn't great. It's brilliant. It's such a fun game to play uh, for both adults and kids. You know, that's the sort of game I can put my son in front of. Um, You know, I wouldn't dream of putting him into Overwatch and certainly not Call of Duty, but I could put him on Splatoon and he would have an amazing time. And I'm having an amazing time with it. John, you, you
4: just got to put him in front of Overwatch. give him Hanzo, and he'll have a good time, man. Just give him yeah. Hanzo, it's fine. Just... Yeah, I'm sure that a- will Aim be at that. a general direction of the enemy and shoot. That's just what all Hanzo players do, so, you know, it's all good, man.
5: Yeah, well, to be fair, most Call of Duty players are the, are the same age as my son, I should imagine, anyway. Um, it's a, it is a shame, because there are a few niggly bits, and I, I hope that they do allow you to back out of lobbies. Um, oh, and also, weirdly... Like the amount of times I've been on a team where it's filled us up, and one of those team's members have just literally, how they've backed out, I don't know. But when you come to the end screen, zero points because they've not inked a single part of that stage. And you're thinking, God, no wonder we didn't win that match. Uh, That might be a connection issue. It might be people disconnect because you can't back out. So I guess you just have to close the game down if you don't want to, if you you go into a multiplayer game and then don't want to. Play it, you probably have to just close it down. There seems to be quite a bit of that going on, which is frustrating because it that one person makes a massive amount of difference as to whether you win or lose. But it's a if you like the first one, this is a great add on to it. It's it's plays really, really well, but you have to jump through these hoops and don't ever expect to do any kind of voice chat, just. Try and get in with your friends and open a Discord app up or WhatsApp and do a group call or something because that's the best way to communicate via this game. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether you have a similar because I know you've played it as well, Ken. I, I, I don't...
2: I'm done. I, I just I, that game has way too many problems and I don't think it's fun enough for me to deal with those problems. Like, yeah, well, um, I mean, Overwatch is still a better game for me. I just, I mean, there's other modes in Splatoon, but everybody just plays turf war, and it's, I just, I'm just not having that much fun. I played through the single player, and I'm like, yeah, that was neat, but
5: ah. Well, The problem at the moment is that you can't play anything other than sort of turf war until you're level ten. Yeah, you got to make it to um, level
2: ten before you can do ranked, and then ranked allows you to do things like the, the the capture the flag and stuff like that. And it's just, but still, even those modes are not great. And th- the weapons are separate for single player and multiplayer. So when you unlock them in multiplayer, you still can't use them in single player. It's, it's weird. Yeah, that
5: just that sounds like absolute. That just seems daft.
2: Yeah, I don't. There's a lot of things in that game I don't like. A lot. So. Yeah, oh.
5: anything else? Um. Oh, I did play something else, and it was like a downloadable game, but I can't remember what it was. Um. Pit on PlayStation, I think. Oh, Yonder! That was the other thing I played. Oh, yeah, Drew reviewed that, didn't you? sure did what did you think of that drone
3: I think it's an interesting concept I think they threw everything in the kitchen sink into it but I think all of it shallow
5: yeah interesting I it's I, I think it's a pretty game considering that's made with unity that really does look super nice it's a very
3: it's, beautiful game yes
5: and it's got some it certainly has got some character to it um but it does seem like I'm kind of... I've played maybe three or four hours. And I kind of think that maybe there's not much that's going to make make me want to play much more, if you know what I mean. It's like, it's... I don't know whether I've seen everything that I need to see or not, but, yeah.
3: Exploration is so- the biggest part of that game. And, you know, they throw in, oh, you can also mine stuff and create stuff and you can also manage this farm but all that stuff is not, it's not fleshed out so you just kind of ignore it
5: yeah I I, I can see that it's like yeah it, it feels a bit too loose if you know what I mean it's like there's not a lot of aim to it it's like it's meant to be relaxed you know you go your own way, you do your own thing and there's no combat whatsoever. Um, but it does seem like something's missing.
1: Yeah. Uh,
5: you know. Um, it's... I feel like I'm sort of... It's, it's, an, it's a pleasant game. But it's not one that I'm going to be spending a huge amount more time in, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, about, that's about it, to be fair. That's about all I played.
2: Cool. All right. So, Jay... You want to talk about video games?
4: Sure. Let's see. This, uh, this week has been very good for my backlog. As uh, as I've said, July was going to be the month where I go back and play three games that I've been talking about finishing for the longest time. So uh, on top of that list was obviously the Witcher 3 Blood and Wine uh, DLC. And I, I finished that. And hey. that was very good. Yeah, uh, Ryan Regis, what a good character he is, man.
0: Yeah, and you know what? The... um. So uh his nature was spoiled for me by that game for the book. Because I had met Regis already in the book, but mm-hmm. um specific things about his character were not known to me yet in the book that I was on. Right. And so but uh but yeah, Regis is a he's a phenomenal character. He's great in the books too. Uh but he's yeah, he's a he's a very, very good character.
2: Does he want yeah, you does. to be a millionaire?
4: <laughs> he does.
3: That's the first thing I was thinking. I was like, "Filming." Yes.
0: <laughs>
4: he <does. laughs>
3: yeah, he's he's pretty.
4: Maybe Filming is a vampire. It's possible. Mm. It's possible. Yeah, I see. I, I can see him being a high vampire. How about say, how so, old yeah, is
3: I, he now?
0: I tried to like tiptoe around all that, and Jay just straight bulldozed right <laughs> into it.
4: Dude, when you see the fir- when you see him for the first time in the game, you immediately know that he's a vampire. I know. It's I like, know. You know
0: <laughs> I know, but it, it, not, that is that's not that's not known in the books. In until, the book okay. uh, when you first meet him, that's not known.
4: Do you
2: got okay. to oh. be a millionaire?
0: It's, uh...
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, no, my it, uh, it's it's funny because you, you talk about vampires. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah, that person's also a vampire too. That person's also a vampire too. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. Then there's a lot of vampires, apparently. Yeah. But, Did uh... you
0: notice, by the way? Um, I don't know if you picked up on this. The um... Do you remember the very one of the very first trailers for Witcher 3 was called a night to remember? Yes. Did you notice that the character that was in that, that basically that trailer takes place after Blood and Wine?
4: Oh, is that how that goes chronologically?
0: Yeah. Oh, I got
4: I got to watch that I got to watch that trailer you again. Can go watch that trailer long.
0: again, you'll immediately recognize the character and mm-hmm. you'll understand why it takes place after Blood and Wine. Because of some specific actions that that character took.
4: Oh, that's really cool. Think think about uh, a trailer for the main game that comes after the final DLC. What a thought. That that is very cool. But finishing Blood and Wine, man, just, just kind of sinking it in, just what kind of a game The Witcher 3 is and what it does that no other game can do. Like every other game tries to be what Witcher 3 is. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it's a game that makes me angry because this is it. This is one of those games that you can put it on the pedestal and say, this is how good your game can be. This is how you can combine narrative, you can combine decision-making, moral, moral choices, character development, and all that jazz into one big package. And you can make it good and make the side quest just as involving and interesting as the main quest." And when when I see other games and they they you know either try to mimic this aspect of the you know what The Witcher Three accomplishes and fails miserably or just kind of comes short, it just kind of it stands as a statement I think to the the rest of the to the developers for what they should try to accomplish. And um, it's thrilling, man. What CD Projekt has uh, next in store with the uh, Cyberpunk?
3: So Jay, let me ask you this: Sure, with what you just said right there. Would you say The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt is the best game ever made?
4: Mm, no, not the best game ever made. The reason being is, is as good as is some some of the things that it does. There's a lot of flaws with it as far as the uh, the combat goes. I don't I don't hate the combat like a lot of the other people do, but it is by far and large, I think everyone would agree, the the least interesting aspect of the game, right? Yeah. but and that's an issue because that's a lot of that game. Oh, yeah. You're, you're finding a lot in that game. So, because that aspect of the game is not as stellar as it could have been, there's a couple of adjustments that could have made it much, much better and more interesting in a lot of ways. And without that, that, I can't claim it to be the best. And also, with the wealth of games and the things that I've experienced over the years, it's so difficult for me to ever say what is best. You know, I can say some of my favorites, I can say some of these games are my favorites, but to claim something as best is. Is being foolhardy and kind of being hyperbolic, I think. And I try to, I try to avoid that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. And uh, I don't know when cyberpunk, uh, cyberpunk's gonna be, but I'm, I'm ready. Uh, whatever they're gonna throw out, I'm, I'm there day one. And I'm sure a lot of people are
1: uh, on yes the same, remember.
4: yeah, on the same front. Uh, I also played and uh, finished XCOM two, and luckily I had a save that I, I had played maybe about. Five six hours in to for me to just jump right back in. I was watching some of the uh, the videos that um, Andrew Ammo Beast put up, and uh, they're they're kind of they're kind of funny, and they kind of reminded me that XCOM Two is actually a pretty good game.
3: Oh yes, yeah.
4: yeah. And um, I had a bad first impression of it because on launch the game was very poorly optimized. Yeah, it was, it was buggy. There's these jitters, and even on a decent decent system on PC, it was constant stutters, and it wasn't. It wasn't a pleasant playing experience, but now, you know, with all the patches and all these things that they've optimized, it's a much better game. So I, I delved right back into the game and uh, just kind of finished uh, one mission after the other. I wasn't, too, I wasn't too interested in maybe, like, milking out everything the game has to offer, so I stuck mostly to the main mission and the objectives that I had to do, and I finished the game yesterday, and uh, quite enjoyable, I, I don't know where the franchise is going to go from a narrative standpoint from um, XCOM 2. Uh, but there's some potential. And I know the DLC has come out. But I haven't picked that up. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But um, either way, uh, it's a very good game. And I, I had a lot of fun. But man, when you get that 75% chance to hit at a point blank shot and then miss, oh, it's like, I got in the habit of quick saving before every major turn and uh, luck, luck-based combat—it has it has this thing on me that I really, really don't enjoy. I also went back to Neo because the DLC that uh, the DLC has been kind of piling on. I finished the first DLC, but I didn't get into the second one, which came out recently. The second DLC called Defiant Honor, and each of the DLC kind of has a theme of this major kind of historical figure, kind of like one of these legends. Uh, the first one highlighted Date Masamune. The legendary swordsman. The second one highlights Sanada Yukimura, the legendary spearman. And um, I think he actually uses swords in this one for whatever reason. But, uh, or two spears. Either way, um, very, very, very interesting stuff because I think when it comes to DLC, you expect it to be kind of like low budget, kind of like budget compared to what the main story has to offer. But they go really, really crazy with a lot of the cutscenes, some of the boss fights that are just amazingly, amazingly epic. So I think one boss fight in particular on the hardest difficulty um, took me like eight tries, which is very unprecedented. It's like whenever I I do boss fights, I usually finish it in three or four. So like a try boss fight means that it was very difficult and very enjoyable. Uh, they also added one more difficulty called the Way of the Wise. So there is Way of the Samurai, Way of the Strong, Way of the Demon, and Way of the Wise. And way of the wise, basically every hit kills you in one shot. So some of you guys have played Neo before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine basically any hit killing you instantaneously, regardless of what armor that you have. Uh, enemies are as enemies are faster. They have like innate buffs on themselves, and they they like kind of switch style where some of the enemies are in certain points. So it's incredibly challenging. I think they might have gone a little too far with the way of the wise, personally. But you can kind of understand that this is made by Team Ninja. They have the Ninja Gaiden roots. And uh, for fans of Ninja Gaiden, they added a new weapon for the second DLC uh, called the Tanfas. Do you remember Tanfa from Ninja Gaiden? Of course. yeah, Yeah, those were really fast... Fast weapons. He has these kind of like wooden sticks on his arm, and he's able to like like punch rapidly, very quick. You can actually break uh, your opponent's guard uh, and then kind of like counter them and do guard crushes and things of that nature. It's very acrobatic, very fast, and very satisfying weapon to use because you can do a lot of things where you can negate people's ability to parry your attacks. With the tofus you can like flip around, you can kind of get behind them and try to flank them so the more and more i I play Neil and the higher level you get as far as the combat goes, the more it feels like a ninja guiding game, which is very interesting because it actually has a stamina meter, so you still need to manage that but uh, Neil, you know I, I claimed it way back I think it came out in January to be one of the best games of the year, and this still remains true. There's one more DLC coming out uh, called Bloodshed's End, where it's gonna cap off the uh, cap off this kind of side story that's been going on with the uh, Dragon of the North and Defiant Honor. So I'm looking forward to, uh, forward to that later later this year. I'm not sure what month it comes out, but uh, either way, yeah, Neo's a fantastic game. I think they might have gone a little overboard with some of the missions, trying to just throw the kitchen sink at everyone uh, to for difficulty's sake and not really for enjoyment. But outside of that, uh, very, very good. I've also been playing uh, Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel for PC. But I can't talk about that because it's in Margo, which is really uh, dumb because I never reviewed that game. But you know, Embargos. Embargos are dumb for games that's already come out yep. over a year ago. But anyway, I am recording a video for that, which will go up on release date, which is August 2nd. So look forward to that. I'm going to be talking about the differences in the ports uh, between the PS Vita, PS3, and the PC version. And uh, if you've been holding back uh, because the PS3 and the Vita version you know, has some issues with frame rates and stuff like that, your weight will be rewarded in kind. So just look forward to that. And that's it. Alright. So we'll move on to the one bird.
0: Um, so I really haven't played much of anything okay <laughs> um I played um you know my my stuff that I played this week is like the standard stuff like minecraft and um, uh, baseball and fire pro and stuff like that so um I, I haven't played uh I haven't played anything new and fancy this week, so there's not really not really a whole lot for me to uh, go out on a limb and discuss unless people want to hear about the benefits of. Um, Jeopardy on the iPhone. Jeopardy on the the
3: iPhone? What are the benefits of Jeopardy on the iPhone?
0: It's like Jeopardy on the iPhone.
3: (laughs) Does it make you feel dumb like Jeopardy normally does?
0: doesn't make me feel
3: dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Why aren't you on Jeopardy then?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm allergic to Alex Trebek. (laughs) Um, I think
3: we all are, but yeah.
0: The uh, but but my son did play um, the free game on uh, PlayStation Plus this week, which is Don't Die, Mister Robot.
2: I thought you were going to say Until Dawn, and I was going to be like, "Ryan, I think no. we can have a conversation."
0: No, um, <laughs> no, Don't Die, Mister Robot. What is, and, what is
1: that?
0: Uh, it's a game. So I was told to give this review of Don't Die, Mister Robot.
1: Okay, ready? All
0: right. um, you're the robot. And you have to pick up fruit and not get killed. Okay. And he would give it an A+. (laughs) Oh, wow. A+.
1: That's
2: the best review I've heard.
0: I haven't yet played it. Um, If it helps you with context, he would also give uh, Bomberman Battlefield or whatever it's called on 360 an A. So, there's your card. He has no taste. (laughs) Well, yeah. So, but no, oh, I, I. How I, old you is
4: your son now, Ryan? He's seven. Seven. He's ready for until dawn. Just play with him, man. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'll
0: just make sure I stay in the same room with him. <laughs> exactly.
3: you, uh, in <laughs> all seriousness, though.
0: In all seriousness, though, what?
3: You need to play until dawn.
0: I know, but I will. I'm sure eventually.
3: Yeah, just. Yeah. I mean, that that will take you ten hours tops.
0: Oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> That'll take you. 10 Did you hours? forget who you're talking okay. to, Drew? It's like a month worth of gaming. Well, you know what?
3: To tell us how you feel of until dawn in a month.
0: Hey, October's coming up. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and also I noticed that um, uh, Just Cause Three is the PS Plus game for August. After I just bought it on the Xbox. Oh,
3: um, nah. wonderful! Isn't it? Don't you just yeah. love that?
0: Yeah. So well, what I'm probably going to do is download it on PlayStation so I can play it on my Pro.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll run much better on your pro than it'll on on the Xbox One. Yeah. Not uh, much though. Uh I saw the digital foundry thing, it's
0: about fifteen frames. So fifty
4: well, hey. percent increase is pretty pretty
0: huge in my book. Yeah, true, true. So uh but yeah, that's pretty much it.
2: Alright. Well, I guess I'll wrap this up. I, I played a lot of Overwatch, but we don't need to talk about more Overwatch.
3: What do you think um, of Doomfist? At least
2: I like Doomfist. He's fun.
3: I feel like he is slightly overpowered.
2: Yeah, his uh, the, my biggest issue with him right now is that his charge punch—the cooldown on it—is way too short. Especially mm. since
4: it's a one-hit kill up close. No, it's a one-hit kill if you splatter dude against the wall. Yeah, Otherwise, which is most of the chat. time.
2: <laughs> ah, you got to
4: position yourself. If the Doomfist cooldown was too long, he would feel too weak. You gotta be able to punch dudes, like, regularly. That's, like, his whole stick. Yeah. I feel like his
3: ultimate is too much. Yeah, his, his ultimate, ultimate is... can wipe pretty much any squishy. And that's the best,
4: The best thing annoying. to do with uh, Doomfist's ultimate is... A sniper, right? You see that Widow, you see that Torb in the distance, you know, they're right by their turret, or they're sniping away, all willy-nilly, thinking they're safe. You Meteor Strike... And you kind of zoom towards all the way to their back line and just land right on top of them, just kind of getting the back line killed. And then from there you start flanking the supports. Uh, I think a, I think a sheeper like that was necessary because when you have like a really good widow uh, on the back line that's like impenetrable, then uh, you can have some issues. So it's it's good to have a counter towards that uh, that kind of playstyle.
2: I don't know. All I know is that that in the upcoming patch, y'all are fucked because Junkrat's getting a buff. The fuckers gonna that. be able to stock two concussion mines.
4: Y'all fucked now.
3: Whoa, what?
4: Yeah. They're talking about it in PTR. gonna Yeah. Be out.
3: That he has two concussion mines. My God. Yeah. They got, they,
4: it's gonna do, It's gonna do less damage though. Yeah. So, you know.
3: But still
2: having two of them.
4: Yeah. <laughs> So so, Ken, you gonna you gonna start throwing those concussion uh, mines in the air for those pharaohs?
2: Oh yeah, I'm gonna. What are you talking, I'm gonna walk up too though, I'm gonna use them as stairs, baby. Just walk up. Yeah, to it's, her gonna, it's gonna be pretty fun. Yeah,
4: uh, junk, for... junk Drive with crazy mobility it would actually be a lot of fun to play.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, th- I really didn't play much else. Um, I played a game called Sundered. I played a lot of a game called Sundered. Okay. So, there's a game from the guys. I don't remember the name of the developer, but they made a game called Yotun uh Valhalla something. It's like a I I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so they made that. That was the last game they made. I didn't like that game. Um I felt like it was I don't know. It felt like they didn't explain what you were supposed to do in that game very well. It was very hard. Um but one thing I really did love about it is the art style in that game is incredible. It's um, hand-drawn animation, and it just looks amazing, giant full-screen characters and bosses. Just just visually stunning, and Sundered continues that. It has that same kind of visual art style, but it's a completely different game. So this is Super Metroid, or Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So you start the game off, you have three different areas, uh, you can only go to one of them. And then you start moving through these areas, and then the map is exactly like a like a, a Symphony of the Night. It's got the squares, the blocks. You can tell which way you need to go. Uh, on the map, there's bosses. There are uh, ability shrines that you can get to. Uh, and when you unlock these abilities, then you unlock the ability to get through other areas. So, for example, you start off with pretty basic stuff. You can do a dodge roll. You can attack with the the square button, and you can jump. Um, One of the first things you get is an armor, which allows you to take a hit. Um, And then the next thing you get is like a double jump. Uh, Then eventually you get this dash that will allow you to break through certain walls. So it's very Metroidvania, like, hey, you can't get here, maybe you come back later. Um, And those places are marked on the map as ability doors. Um, One of the interesting things about this game is it has an upgrade system and you use the the gold that you collect from killing enemies and breaking boxes to upgrade this skill tree that, while not quite on the same level, but is fairly similar to Pillars of Eternity size. Mm. Um, it's just massive. Like, there's just tons. And that's the thing I like about this game is it drip-feeds you upgrades. So you're constantly upgrading your armor, your shield, your damage, you know, just... All these little things that you can that you can upgrade and they kind of go in this this order of each one can upgrade three times and once you upgrade it, you can move on to the next node and you know upgrade it again and and the thing is is every time you die in the game, the map resets um, you go back to the the shrine and you can upgrade now when I say resets, I don't mean like everything like every progress that you've made through doors bosses all of that stuff stays. So, like, if you unlocked an area, you got a shortcut to an area, that's still open. But the map itself completely resets. So, think of it like a Diablo dungeon, Diablo 3 dungeon. So, like, every time you go through it, it'll be the same basic structure, but it may be a different layout. But the main areas, like the boss, the ability doors, all of that stuff remains exactly the way it was.
4: So that seems like a roguelike element where things kinda of shift around after, you know, a, you know, you die or whatever, right? Yes, but you so, don't
2: lose any progress.
4: Okay. But like is, doesn't it like I know you being someone that really hates a lot of rogue rogue like games, yes, so having that element of the levels kind of shifting around to kind of get back to where you are, doesn't that repetitiveness and going through the other you know same area again to get to where you were doesn't that bother you
2: it actually doesn't bother me because mm. um. It's it's got that Dark Souls aspect. So like when you make it to an area where you're supposed to do what you do, you can hit these like orbs that unlock a shortcut that make it quicker to get back there.
1: Mm, okay.
2: So and obviously if you get to like a boss and the boss just wipes you, then the idea might be that you need to go upgrade your damage, or you might need to go upgrade your armor, or your dodge rolls use stamina, so maybe you need to upgrade your stamina.
3: Sounds like Rogue Legacy a little bit.
2: It does. It's it's fairly similar to Rogue Legacy, except that you actually do progress through the actual level. So, mm, like you kind do
3: that in Rogue Legacy.
2: Yeah, but you still have to go back and do the same boss over and over again when you die. In this one, you no. don't. You just you you finish the boss. You get the ability, and then he's done forever.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's the same way with the bosses in Rogue Legacy.
4: Yeah, it's just when your character dies, you just have a new character that you carry on, like you know the previous. Thing. It.
2: I, I mean I like Rogue Legacy a lot but this didn't feel like that at all to me like I felt that, like I was playing Metroid and when I died the only thing the only downside was is that it put me back to where I needed to upgrade
4: so when I was looking into this game because people were talking about it I went to the Steam page I started reading some user reviews and junk and a lot of the complaints had to do with the placements of the enemies kind of being all willy nilly and all they do is just kind of throw waves of enemies at you and it feels like there's no real rhythm or strategy based on where the enemies are placed, so it just kind of feels mindless in a lot of ways. How do you, how do you feel about that?
2: I, I don't disagree with that. Like the enemies just come at you in waves, um, mm-hmm. and there's no rhyme or reason to them. Um, the only the only variation that you see in the enemies is like when you. F- discover. So for example, there's a there's a place early on in the game where you have to go in, you turn on the security system, and then they introduce these what they call security bots. So their thing is they'll aim a beam at you and you'll see it on the screen and then it'll build up and shoot a laser which does huge damage. Um, you won't see those enemies until you see them in that particular progression but once you see them in that progression then they start showing up in the regular you know, bursts of waves of enemies that they throw at you. So yeah, that part is a little eh. Uh, It's also worth noting that you cannot run past enemies because those fuckers will just follow you, no matter where you go. So, if if they throw a burst of enemies at you, just finish them off. Which is which is actually a good push and pull because the gold is what lets you upgrade, and there's so many upgrades to buy that you know killing the enemies is a good thing. You don't you don't want to skip them.
4: And how do you feel about the combat overall?
2: Combats, I mean, it's not great. It's not going to roll any Devil May Cry comparisons or anything like that. It's very mashy at times. But um, kind of keeping track of when you need to dodge and when you need to attack. And, you know, some of the attacks are stronger, knowing when to use them. So, like, your character can attack left, right, up, down. Uh, but you can also do, like, a downward slash attack. Uh, later in the game, they give you a gun... That's one of the abilities that you get later in the game, knowing when to add that into the mix. It's fun. It's not overly complex. It's not the point of the game. So, I
4: Okay. Know. I I get, the, I, get, I get the gist of the game. It feels like a, uh, the game, I think, had a lot of mixed reviews in some ways because maybe they expected the game to be something different than it is. Maybe they expected a straight Metroidvania without the roguelike elements. Or maybe a more uh, 2D Dark Soulsy kind of experience like Assault and Sanctuary. And the game seems to be a mixture of the two, more so than one or the other. So, okay, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I can't stress enough, once you get to the first boss, it's just... We're talking full-screen, uh, hand-animated character, and it's just fucking amazing.
4: Yeah, um, those guys had a... Even in Jotun, uh, it looks phenomenal. So yeah. their second game must look even better. Yeah,
2: it looks it looks really, really good. But no, I, I I'm really, really enjoying the game. I actually bought it, um since it was new, it was on sale. I get what, ten percent off for having PlayStation Plus, so it cost me eighteen bucks. But I think it's totally worth the twenty dollar price tag. I'm I'm enjoying the hell, I'm about two hours in right now. And I still haven't finished the first there's three areas that branch off from the sanctuary, and I haven't even finished the first one so it. Gotcha. but no i'm I'm really really enjoying that game. It feels good to play something that's not an open world collectathon <laughs> game
4: yeah i think uh two d games especially uh like two d platformer slash like hack and slash a eh, i get an itch for those kind of games every now and then uh it's one of those things we grew up on, you know, playing so much of cuz that's basically all games were at some point, right? Yep. So, we kind of feel nostalgic for those games and when a new one comes out with the visual sellings of a of a game like Sundered, I think uh is a is is a good is a good get.
2: Yep. That's exactly the kind of game I I felt I didn't know that I needed until I started playing it. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally down for this game right now. Oh, but let's talk about What's coming out this week? Uh so this is August. August first. Uh Avon Colony, which I talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's a cool uh alien uh Sim City style game. It's a pretty cool game. Uh Demetrios, the big cynical adventure. Okay. I don't uh-huh. know. Uh Dino Frontier, which I believe is a PSVR game.
4: I heard Nothing but good things about Dino Frontier so far. I think uh, it's
2: made by the same guys that made Monday Night Combat.
4: Uh, I don't know about that, but from what I've been told, uh, Dino Frontier is almost like a killer app for PSVR, is, is what I've been told. Uh, how fun it is and how it uses the PSVR aspect of it in really clever ways. So that's one of those games, Like if uh, if I can get a hold of like a VR unit, that's the game that I would want to play. Over something like Resident Evil Seven, which I've already finished. So,
3: Uber Entertainment was the one that made Money Night Combat.
2: Is it they? Did they make Dino Frontier? I don't know. Wow, oh, I thought you were going to tell me that.
3: I just know the name of the company. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Patapon remastered is out this Ooh. week.
0: Oh yeah, I love, I love the Patapon games on PSP. I thought they were great.
2: Well, this one's uh, joining Parappa in the remasters. It's coming to PS4 this week. Uh, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun.
4: That's uh, already been out on PC, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, the Long Dark is finally coming out.
4: Really? Uh, wow. Yeah. five years. Yeah. Jesus. That's, it's been in early access for longer than I remember the name <laughs> of the game. Uh, well, That's a cool game.
2: It's out this week. Uh, That uh, Cliffy B game What's it called? Lawbreakers, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. I, I know I'm being a dick It's out this week
1: nah.
4: It's uh, it's a
3: game called Not Overwatch <laughs> Probably gonna fail I've uh, actually seen a lot of videos of people playing that beta it, it, it seems interesting
2: I mean I'm sure it's good Cliffy B makes good shooters I just I'm so invested I, I can't change Um, Tacoma Is out this week
3: Wow, that's been talked about for three, four years now?
2: Uh-huh. So, Mr. Shifty is finally coming to Xbox One this week. That's been out for Switch, PC, and PS4 for quite a while. Mr. Shifty. Mr. Shifty. Uh, Race Arcade. There's a name for you. That's out this week. Okay. The Way. That's what it's called.
0: Like the fastball song? Fastball song? I, I hope. Yeah. I hope not. Hey, I like that song. Uh, I do too. Hey. hey, 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 hey! Anyone can see the road that they walk on is paved
3: in gold. Was I out of my head? Was <laughs> I out of my mind?
0: It's a different song, but yes, I know still that's a fastball. different song. But that is fastball.
3: <laughs> those are the only two songs I remember from them.
0: That's because those are the only two songs they really <laughs> ever had.
3: <laughs> okay, there you go.
2: Where are they now? Fastball, the VH1 story. <laughs>
4: What's VH1? Um, what? <laughs> does VH1 still exist?
2: Of course it does.
4: I'm I haven't sure tuned does. into it in so many years, I can't even tell.
2: Uh, Shovel Knight's coming to Blaster Master Zero this week for the Switch. That's the only Switch thing coming out this week. Okay. When's, uh,
4: when's, when's the Shovel Knight's guys' uh, next game? Y- Yacht Club games, right? Yacht, I don't, Yacht Club. Have they announced a new game? They've been doing Shovel Knight DLC stuff for like four years. It feels like.
2: What's well, the final one's not even out on everything yet. I don't think.
3: Yeah, Specter. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think Specter's yeah. only out on PC, PS4, and Switch so far. I think it's still coming to Xbox and 3DS. If I remember mm. correctly.
4: Looking forward to what they're gonna do next for sure. But I'm curious how how long that's gonna take.
2: All right, I got some good PC games for you for the week. Oh, can't wait. Uh, Douchebag. That's that's a good one. We talked about that douche one. Douchebag. Douchebag is a...
3: Douchebag. Uh, I have to look this up.
2: Be Quiet! That's the name of a game coming out this week.
5: Douchebag. Be Quiet, Douchebag. Be
2: Quiet, there should be two games. Um, okay.
3: I have to read the synopsis for Okay, this. go ahead. Douchebag. The Leprechaun Douche is of Irish descent. Like all the descent, Irish leprechauns... They have their own wine cellar filled with a top of wine. Once sitting in front of a fireplace, slowly scoring into the tube a new tobacco. What the fuck is this? (laughs) Here's the thunder of breaking glass. And then it's it's ellipses. I can't. Leprechaun douche. Okay, here we go. Uh, Douche reluctantly descends into his cellar to see that the rotten shelves... Could not stand the weight of the bottles of wine and collapsed. All the bottles of wine crashed, holding back tears. Douche takes his old bag, which he uses to collect the coins lost, lost. All right, lo- all right, this is broken English. Which he used to collect the coins lost, lost by people. The leprechaun is put forward into a dangerous path to gather gold and again fill your cellar with wine.
4: Do you get it? The, the Leprechaun's name is Douche, and he has a bag. Yeah. That's the gist. Yeah, yeah brilliant. She, and he,
3: here's right. the rest of the how Comedy gold. Crazy difficulty level. Carefully choose each step. Nothing more difficult you did not come across. You'll have to go through hell. Each monster is different. Some lazy, some are strong, and some are perverts. Everything what? is procedurally generated. A huge world with many unique levels. Easy intuitive control. Up, down, left, right arrows. Jump Z. Menu. Exit P. Action. Enter.
2: Sure. I don't (laughs) even know what you just said. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what I just just read.
3: No sense. It's it's broken English. It's got to be made by somebody. Uh, Developer is IllumiCorp. Let me see. They have made douchebag and Ohota Capricoy.
2: Sure. I remember that game.
3: I went to school with that game. (laughs)
2: Okay. I'm oh yeah, call, these are horrible. Him... These
3: are horrible, like you know, quickly made games.
2: Oh really? Because the next yes. game on my list could not have been quickly made. No way. Okay. Fidget Spinner Simulator.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, well, I've been, I've been looking. The world to we games, live in, man. people. The world we live in. <laughs> we we say that, but Fidget Spinner is like the top downloaded app right now. Did on, you see? people
2: are just weird. Did you see GameStop's weekend? deal when you pre order Destiny 2 you get a free fidget get a fid- spinner. Yeah I saw that. Is it is it at least Destiny brand
4: yes spinner Yes. yes. Okay.
5: Alright. Okay, sure. Still Fired. still that's not
0: that's not that's not a good enough excuse, sorry. Excuse Well and the Destiny job. logo kinda looks like a fidget spinner anyway. So. It does.
1: It does uh,
0: so what you're saying is that Bungie were ahead of the game.
2: Fucking right they yep. were they knew <laughs> they knew this was coming. All right, let's move on to the news. Uh, what's happening this week? Wolfenstein 2 DLC was announced. It's going to be, I guess, game is even out yet. B- d- yeah, but I mean, DLC is usually announced when the game is. So this this feels a little late. Yeah, yeah.
4: true. Is, uh, it, is it a season pass kind of deal? Or yeah, what is it's it?
2: three expansions to the single player. I think with three different characters or something like that. All
5: right. So they're not going down the route of the first game where they had like a standalone. No, no.
2: Sell so, you yeah, that season pass. If one of them involves the the animated gecko, I'll, I'll be there. I'll play that. <laughs> uh, Friday the Thirteenth has finally got patched on Xbox One.
3: <laughs> well done. Too little, too fucking late, guys.
2: Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is officially confirmed for the West, be out in twenty eighteen. Sweet. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't pre-order Tekken Seven, you can now buy Eliza. Or Elsa? What was her name?
0: And there's like some. Like the girl there's... from Frozen? No. Yes.
2: Let it go, Ryan.
0: I will not let it go.
2: <laughs> if you have uh, Origin Access, Titanfall 2 is hitting you this week, so you can play it's that for free. free. Battlefield 1 has hit 21 million players.
5: And it'll hit a lot more when that goes free to play?
2: Well, for sure. On Origin Access? Uh, there's a new update coming to Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> it adds really? it adds Revolver Ocelot as a playable character in the multiplayer.
3: Oh, multiplayer. Yeah, <laughs> they
2: don't they haven't done any updates to single player. That'd be stupid.
3: Yeah, the they, can, that they couldn't, want, couldn't even finish though, it, guys. Know. Come on.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I
2: wonder why. Um there's not a lot going on. We talked about the PlayStation Plus games for the month of August. Uh, as Ryan said, Just Cause 3 is one of them. The rest of your lineup is... Give me a second here. Uh, Assassin's Creed Freedom Cry, which I've heard is incredible.
0: I heard that too. I'm anxious to play it because I never got a chance to play is it.
4: Is that a is that a PS4 game or a PS3 game? This is PS4. Full. Okay. Uh, Downwell. Uh, Just Cause 3. Fantastic game.
2: Yeah, Just Cause 3. Those are the PS4 games. PS3 is Snake Ball and Super Mother Load. And Vita is Downwell and Level 22.
5: So Level 22 is all right. It's fun. Good sense of humor.
2: Uh, PlayStation Plus prices are increasing in Europe and Australia.
5: Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Capcom has said but to that- be. Go ahead. But to be fair, I did just <laughs> pick up. Um, 15 months for £30 on the Prime Day. So that was alright.
2: Uh, Capcom called Street Fighter 2 on the Switch a smash hit. Um, also, I, Capcom was reporting financials this week, and here's a very interesting tidbit that I saw in that. ARMS has almost caught up to Street Fighter 5 in terms of sales.
5: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah says more about Street Fighter than it does about ARMS, though,
2: doesn't it? ARMS has sold 1.18 million copies already. Street Fighter Five, since launching last year... Was it last year? Yeah, last
3: yeah. year. I think. Last year. Yeah, okay. it was last
2: April, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, 1.7 million.
3: Do you... Uh, I never think anybody goes by reviews, but I think people actually listen to reviews with Street Fighter Five.
2: It's possible.
3: Because otherwise everybody pick up street fighter. And it's just street fighter. Everybody knows it. <laughs> fighting that's, that's, games are
4: still pretty niche, I think. I don't um, know, it has man, a wider appeal.
3: How many how many people how many people who are who play games regularly know Street Fighter? I mean even people who don't play video games well, name a fighting game They're like oh well, that Street Fighter game where you throw fireballs. I mean that's like probably the most popular fighting game out there, right? Aside from it's the like most maybe it's the most rec-
4: recognizable, right? I I well, agree to that front, but I I don't think the fact that it is the most recognizable of a genre doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to you know demand those kind of sales numbers. Well,
0: uh, and, well right? so Street Fighter Four too also sold a ton off of word of mouth after its initial launch too, so. Mm. And it was also a multi-platform.
4: Yeah, that's uh, true. that, and the fact that it was on, only on the PS4 and eventually on Steam um, actually hurt it greatly, in my book, because uh, when you uh, when you divide like your player base of that nature, and it's kind of you kind of live and die by your playbase for for fighting games. So, you know, because the Xbox fans couldn't uh, couldn't get in on it. And to be fair, Xbox 360 was where the tournaments and people were really, you know, practicing up because the PS3 version of the game had issues for like frame pacing and things of that nature. And I think input problems and stuff. So because of that, a lot of the players were playing Street Fighter on Xbox 360, and then now they have to buy a PS4 just to play Street Fighter. And maybe that just wasn't enough of an incentive. And also, let's be frank, it's just not that great of a game, right? It had, it had some of the worst problems for a launch game of any game that of this generation. And also, the support that has gotten over time hasn't really been that great. It's been sparse, it's been inconsistent, and also the quality of this set support is, is questionable.
1: That game so, still
2: doesn't have an arcade mode.
4: Does not? I thought it did it nope. at some point. But I stopped, yep. I stopped playing it. Yeah. I, it's... I I would trade the game and I would sell the game, but it has almost no value. So it's like, it's pointless. <laughs> so I'm just, just keeping it as whatever. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus this month is good uh, Games with Gold
2: is also good uh, Xbox One gets Slime Rancher and Trials Fusion, yeah. and then for 360 you get Bayonetta and Red Faction Armageddon
4: Bayonetta is a terrific game and if you haven't played that still check out the 360 version much better than the PS3 version um, hmm.
2: it's been a slow week for news ain't a whole lot going on yeah. Yeah. Uh, overcooked made it to the Switch.
4: That game is fantastic. I don't know how the multiplayer. That game frustrating. Work. Uh, I, I guess if you're not coordinating with your uh, with your teammates and stuff, but when you do, and when you start really getting the full of things, that's one of the best couch co-op games I have played in years. So I'll definitely give that a go. But I don't know how the controls work for the Switch. I guess you could hand over the the left or right control pad, and then you could kind of do co-op like that. But
2: hmm. uh, speaking of Street Fighter Five, there's a new DLC out, which includes stages and costumes. Um, that stage is ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Costumes are four dollars a piece. That's fucking ridiculous.
0: I refuse to buy another Street Fighter game until they bring up bring back the, uh, the high grass stage from Alpha Two. <laughs>
2: Well you gotta have Sagat first, otherwise it doesn't work.
0: It's true. That's true. Uh
2: did anybody get one of those SNESs from the Walmart pre order?
0: No. No, but to be fair I didn't try. Uh yeah. I
2: I got one. And then I got it taken away because they cancelled every
5: one
1: of them.
2: Yeah, they canceled all. Man, people were pissed.
5: Someone someone pressed a button they shouldn't have pressed.
2: Yeah. You know who's you know who should be really worried though? Are those assholes that put all their pre order Walmarts on eBay.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh. I didn't even think of that, but that's pretty that's pretty good.
1: Uh,
2: last one. Speaking of fighting games, Injustice 2 Bizarro is going to be a premiere skin for Superman in the next patch. That's cool. That's kind of awesome. So that's about it. I hit these emails. I know you guys didn't do emails last week, so I'm gonna pull these up. Uh, this one comes from uh, Chad. He says, "Hi crew, just writing in to explain why the Vita is still my handheld of choice, and also to brag a little on my a little bit on my setup. First of all, it is a great handheld system for a variety of different games, including the huge batch of JRPGs, mobile ports, and some Sony exclusives." and many PS1, PSP legacy titles. I also have a pretty huge library, considering I've been downloading the PS Plus free Vita titles for years. Although the device precedes the Switch by over five years, let me explain why my setup is more preferable than Nintendo's latest 4A. I have a PS4 Pro with 5G support, a robust internet connection, an unlimited mobile data plan with Hotspot... Mm -hmm. 9 terabytes of internal, external, interoperable storage, and well over 200 digital PS4 games all downloaded. This basically means I have access to my entire PS4 library on my Vita anywhere at any time through remote play. Honestly, remote play used to kind of suck. Like most people, I used to have a hard time maintaining a connection, or the connection was so laggy, the games were almost unplayable. Even though most people have probably given up on remote play, I still use it and it works amazingly now. I laugh every time I see an article stating whether or not someone speculates on whether a game will be available on the Switch, because the Vita can technically play anything that is available on the PS4. Uh, Don't get me wrong, I'm not a Nintendo hater. They were basically the majority of my childhood, but the Vita was ahead of it, Ahead of its time, and shame on Sony for neglecting this amazing piece of tech. If people actually knew what this thing can do, it would have it could have a resurgence in sales. But that would mean Sony would have to get off their ass and market something for once.
4: Um, I'm I'm with you on the whole remote play thing. I use it all the time. I sometimes I'm using it. Let's say I'm watching something on TV, right, and I want to play my PS4. I'll put, I'll take out my PS4, I mean, uh, PS Vita, and just remote play that, use it as a second screen, and nothing more. The only issue that I have with remote play, and I'm sure you'll mirror my sentiment, is that any game that uses the R2 and the L2 button. Yep. Suffers greatly. It's almost Mm -hmm.
0: impossible to play. Yeah,
4: it's, sometimes you can kind of, you know do the uh, do the controls in a way where you remove the l one and and r one and make those r two and uh, l two and r two because they 're more important most of the time, but if they use all four of the shoulder buttons then you're in trouble. You can do the the touch base thing, but boy, is that not good enough for something but I did play a lot of Neo on remote play, and as as how important as timing and you know your reaction is for Neo, I play that game perfectly fine. I played through a lot of the most difficult missions, uh, playing uh you know playing on remote play with uh, a bit of latency here and there, but it's very very noticeable, very not noticeable. And also the base because of the resolution and how the uh, the streaming thing works, it also looks great because the Vita you know still has that old screen. Uh, I think as far as portable screens go for a console, I think that's way better than what the Switch has uh, or the 3DS. So yeah, it's uh, very underrated. Still very very useful. And I'm glad to see uh, you getting good use out of it, for sure.
2: He follows up by saying, by the way, when I say it works amazingly, I mean I can maintain a stable connection several states away from where my PS4 is located, and I don't have to worry about memory cards because everything is stored on the system. Sure. I, truthfully, I, I get what he's coming for, but I'm going to be real honest with you, my fucking Switch hasn't come out of its dock since I bought the thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that aspect of the Switch means nothing to me.
4: <laughs> yeah, but you've never really been a big component for a portable gaming no,
2: game. No, no, that's not yeah. my thing. Uh Yorkara sends us an email. Uh he says, Boys around E three, I wrote in saying some bad words towards Sony, and you guys asked me to go in depth, so here we go. <laughs> um at Minecraft's E three conference during the Minecraft sh- or Microsoft's E three conference during the Minecraft showing, they announced the Better Together update. The main purpose of this update is to unify all versions of Mo- Minecraft across all devices so that everyone is playing the exact same version of Minecraft. This version of Minecraft is ditching Java code for C++. I'm down for all of that. Unifying Minecraft and C++ is a great move forward for the future of this amazing title. So there might be a few old school fans out there pretty mad, especially PC users from day one, because there will be no more mods, there will be a new marketplace. So what's happening is... Uh, there will be two versions of Minecraft, the old version of Minecraft, now named the Java Edition, and the new Minecraft code named Bedrock Edition, a.k.a. the Unified C++ Edition. Basically, over time, the Java Edition on PC will be phased out. Mojang will continue the Java Edition as Microsoft pushes forward into the future with the new Minecraft. So, okay, there's more. In the Better Together update, there are some really neat features coming in. Uh Cross-platform play, play together with friends in Minecraft, no matter what platform they're using, in-game servers, and the marketplace. If you guys haven't seen the video preview of this update, watch it now because it looks incredible. A much-needed facelift for Minecraft. So what could make so many fans so upset? PC Java Edition users know the end is coming for their version, but there's also a huge base somewhere else. Mm, cross-platform play for the players. Nope. That's right. Mr. Fucking Sony for the stakeholders. Oh, yeah. Sony Pony always leading with their cross-platform play with PC and so on, but now that Microsoft has covered has offered cross-platform, Sony has declined. That's right, declined cross-platform. So basically Sony consoles are not getting this update. So the hundreds and hundreds of hours, maybe a fucking thousand hours and this happens. I'm so upset. Honestly breaks my heart, man. This game is everything to me and I've always been so loyal to Sony. So I miss out on the C++ version that will run like butter. Oh, I forgot to mention this update also includes infinite worlds, meaning your world does uh, is, does not ending. It just keeps expanding, and that is amazing. I also miss out on cross-platform play, in-game servers, and the new Marketplace. So I don't know what to do. I also own a MacBook Pro, which is not getting this update either. However, those on Windows 10 will have the option to play either version. Now, I've heard rumors that normal updates will come to Sony consoles, but they'll just leave out cross-platform play. But as of right now, nothing is coming. There's been absolutely no word at all. The release is next month. You know this is all part of the plan. Microsoft bought it out. They're smart. Minecraft is a monster. There's top sellers, and then there's Minecraft. The power of Minecraft is great. The people over at Microsoft knew that Sony would not agree to cross-platform play with Xbox. This has been great for Microsoft and really bad for Sony. They've taken a beating online over this. Fans are furious. I mean, fucking Nintendo is on board with this. The Switch will have more Surpriser Minecraft over PS4. Fucking Nintendo. The guys who are so tough on shit and release crappy shithouse consoles and kids' games. Fuck me. I'm so upset. Minecraft is my jam. I cannot let it go. I cannot let my world go. It's my baby. It honestly sucks. I know it's a long email, but yeah. What are your thoughts?
4: Um, whew, that's, that's interesting because I mean, obviously, I don't personally care about Minecraft, but I recognize it's like monumental importance to a lot of the, a lot of the player base and also how just gigantic it is, right? And I always felt like Minecraft originated on the PC. And that was, like, the place to play it, right? If you wanted to get the full experience, you wanted to get the updates as fast as possible, that's where you got to play it. So I think if you're really that into Minecraft, maybe it's time to shift over to uh, the, the PC aspect of it and just go from there.
0: The but, challenge there is you can't you can't upload your world from PlayStation to PC. So yeah. you would lose everything you had built.
3: Man, that
4: that does suck. But, I mean... The point of the game is to just continuously build new things, right? Is it just...
0: Oh, yeah, time? but it's different. Um, there's, you know, you spend... Especially if you play on survival, right? Mm-hmm. You it, there's, there's real... Um, if you're a person who just plays on creative, then you probably aren't that connected to your world, right? Because, yeah, you can build stuff, but it's just like building with, you know, blocks or whatever. Um, if you play on survival, you actually have to mine for all of the materials that you use to create anything that you create, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine if you had to um, uh, melt your own plastic to make your own Lego bricks and you had managed over the course of four or five years to build uh, a life-size – well, not life-size – a scale model replica of the entire city of New York. <laughs> And then somebody was like, hey, that's really cool, but if you want to keep playing with Legos and you want to keep making it bigger, you've got to destroy all of this and start over again. Um, so it's not really as simple as saying, yeah, but the, the whole point of the game is to keep building stuff. It is, mm-hmm. but there's, I mean, it to have built anything substantial, especially if you're playing on survival, would have taken a substantial amount of time and effort, and that's tough to walk away from.
4: Yeah, I I hear you. It's the same concept as just, you know, doing away with, you know, your save files and such. I have save files that are well over 100 hours, and I've lost those save files just the same because of some whatever incident. I know how bad that feels. So if I multiply that by, you know, several folds, if you spend like 600, 700, maybe 1,000 hours in Minecraft, which is not even, you know, unheard of, it's actually pretty sure. common for a lot of minecraft players so to lose that kind of progress would be terrible but what i mean as 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 far as uh, a substitute goes they do say that the updates are coming so i wouldn't say you know just don't lose that old hope just yet yeah you might not be able to get the cross play stuff and that's a bummer and as I think, all of us share the sentiment that Sony backing out of crossplay between Xbox and uh, or Microsoft and like a Sony platform stuff is dumb. It's bad for consumers. It's it's a move I think purely driven by greed and anti-consumerism. And I think uh, that's something that they ought to change, right? Because it does definitely go against the idea of for the players, which is an ironic tagline. If you believe, uh, if you, if you believe in corporations, to actually think that way. So yeah, it's it's, it's a bummer, dude. I'm you know it's really disappointing to uh, hear such things, and uh, I can understand the outrage. But I would say, give it some time. Maybe hope for the best. Maybe some kind of update will come, so, so you get all these benefits. Minus the cross play that you can come. Or maybe Sony will come around and do this whole uh, cross play thing because, I mean, the door isn't closed forever, right? They can still always, you know, decide to opt into this whole thing. And with enough feedback from passionate players such as yourself, maybe they'll change their mind. And this is not the, you know, it's not, it's not unheard of for corporations to change their stance on things. If you remember what Microsoft was like when they're first launching the Xbox One compared to what they are now, it's night and day difference. So, you know, keep, keep being vocal, keep being positive, and, uh, just put your opponent, uh, put your opinion out there. But don't be, don't be vicious about it because that's, that's a good way for, for, you know, you to get ignored. If you're really angry, be passionate. Don't be angry. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a real line of difference there that I think a lot of people miss out on. And, uh, once you, once you kind of get your, get your voice heard, maybe, I'm sure there is, you know, some kind of, uh, Petition out there, and I'm not saying that it's gonna do anything, but it's not not gonna do anything. You know, it's better than not doing anything. So right into right into Sony, right into the developers, and see what they have to say, and uh, hope for the best. I don't see Sony
2: agreeing to cross-platform play until they're losing again.
4: <laughs> yep.
5: I don't know. No, that that is the reason why they don't do this. That is as simple as that. Why do they need to? Every you make it cross-platform, things like that, Rocket League, big games that are incredibly uh, popular online with a massive, massive community, you make it so that Xbox One players and PS4 players can play together, then there's no impetus on them buying the PS4 where all their friends are. That's, why, that's the yeah, only reason.
4: Yeah. That's the, it's the anti-consumer aspect that I was if talking it, about. If it
5: was the other way round. Mo- Sony would be the ones doing cross-platform playing, Xbox, the ones who won. It is just the nature of business.
2: That was that was the way it was. Sony was totally open to it when they were losing. And Microsoft Ooh. was against it because they were winning. I mean, that's <laughs> that's business,
4: man. But I think if your reputation is taking enough of a hit because of the one Reputation thing. means nothing when they are banking mm-hmm. dollar and they
5: are banking dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is n- what has been... Two months since they all this stuff came out about the cross-platform play, they're not they're, they're not slowing down with the sales of PlayStation Fours. So it continues to be a behemoth, so that's, it is all about that.
4: And I don't think that that's will change true to until. An extent, as ke- John, but I think. Mm. When Sony is playing this whole game with uh, with PlayStation, this used to be like a side division for them, right? When they first began, this is something that they didn't really care that much about compared to their electronic division with their TVs, like DVD players and all that jazz. That was where their money was. But for Sony, PlayStation is kind of like their lifeblood now. This is their biggest department. is their biggest earner. And because mm-hmm. of that, they're forced to play the long game. And what I mean by the long game is that your reputation has such a marker. If you have an issue, right, let's say, for example, if Amazon has an issue with a customer or something like that, they'll give in to that customer because their reputation compared to the loss of whatever uh, revenue they would have gotten from that one individual or whatever thing else would have been so bad that they would not be able to recover from. So if you think about how much money Xbox lost, Microsoft lost so much money because of the Red Ring of Death. Was, that, was it beneficial to them to recall all those units, spend over a billion dollars you know, out, you know, out of their revenue to kind of earn back the trust of their, uh, of their consumers? No, it was a bad move for them from a uh, revenue standpoint. But for their reputation, it was necessary. And because of that, Microsoft still survives. If they didn't do those extreme things about, you know, like replacing the units, taking, the, taking all the costs back and doing them all out of their own pockets, then they would have lost the Microsoft brand then and there. And it would have been over for them. So yeah, when you, you think t- about you, it that you, way, you got to think no, about
5: reputation. No, that's completely different. You're talking about where people have spent hundreds of dollars several times on a fault that was caused by Microsoft. That's they chose that route. Uh, They they decided to get out first, and that caused a lot of these red ring uh, red ring problems. We're talking about a reputation on the fact that well, they just don't support cross platform play. That's completely
4: different. Mm, See, it's it's different in the scale. I would agree to that. But we're talking about maintaining your reputation and keeping a good. good, Sony's reputation
5: hasn't been tarnished, other than the fact it has. Well, yeah. it hasn't. It's not been tarnished. They're just not playing ball. That's not make, they're not, you know, their brand isn't completely harmed. If that was the case, well, they would, the sales would stop and, no. or they would decline. And it's, well, that's not the case. It continues to, to sell month on month. Because to be fair, outside Rocket League and Minecraft players, no one knows this is going on.
4: Mm, I read a lot.
5: Of like everyone, Reddit. everyone, everyone knew about the Red Ring of Death because that was a massive headliner. That was that was on that CNN, was a, man.
2: Yeah, this, <laughs> this
5: wasn't. This was the headlines for people who, you know, go to GameSpot and and whatnot. This this isn't. It's it's completely different scale. And yeah, I'm, I'm not different. saying Sony is wrong. Sony absolutely um, should do this, and it's. Um, I think they are becoming what Microsoft were. Uh, when the Xbox One was announced, and that's a bad look, but that's not—they're how, how making money hand over fist on the PS4. They don't need to do it. The reputation isn't tarnished because most people don't even know about it.
4: See, you—you see, most people don't know about it, and I get the idea that it's not like a popular news they're going to see on CNN, right? But how important do you think it is for Sony to be that company that everyone adores? Remember, at the beginning of the PS4 generation, they were the champion of consumers, right? They were allowing people to buy and uh, buy and sell used games. You know, they had all these elements. They really wanted to bring all the positive bias from all these people that felt disenfranchised by what Microsoft wanted to do.
5: The reason why that was important to them is because that would sell units, which it did. It is. Now if you look at <clears throat> if you look now the lead that they've got, the bigger the lead, the less they care about the players. And it's exactly the same thing that Microsoft did. They get arrogant and they get cocky. And they don't need to do that sort of stuff. You know, they don't oh we don't need to be cross for pay. It's gonna hurt our bottom line. They are this is this is corporations. This is exactly how they work. They need to be To start off with, when things are even, they need to appear to be the better person, the better company. Come with us. Trust us. We can take care of this for you. As they have a lead that engulfs the competition, they don't care. They've got you where they want you. And they are, oh yes, they're there to get consumers on their side. They're there to sell games. But they're also there to make money. And the more money they can make the better you mentioned <coughs> about <coughs> excuse me you mentioned about how playstation is now their 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 flagship department and you're right you know they they've stopped making vaio uh, laptops uh, sony pictures obviously makes money but um, you know the tv sales are getting um, eaten up by companies like samsung and lg this is more important to them because that's why they need to make more money from it It's It's more important. That's big, uh, a bigger part of their company. That's where they're going to try and make the most amount of money. See, that's the thing.
4: Yeah, they're they're trying to make money, but they are already making a lot of money. And there's a slippery slope when it comes to reputation for a company. And they've lost a lot of the goodwill. This stuff,
5: this stuff will matter when it comes to the next generation. People will remember this then, but it's not a problem they're going to have to deal with now. That's that's what I
4: meant, John. That's what I said. The long game. Because it's become such an important division for them, they have no other choice but to play the long game. And where they have to set a certain mindset of people, they say, "Oh, if I buy a Sony, all these things are you know for the." And that's why they had the the whole tagline for the players, right? That's the kind yeah. of reputation that they want to do. So when they, you know, you know, act in a way where it's completely contrary to that tagline that they are pushing so hard then they are hurting their own reputation. And I'm not saying, you know, it's in the same scale of what the Microsoft did, but this can be the beginning, it can be the very beginning. And it's not just even this. There's a lot of things that, you know, Sony has screwed up with uh, the whole online access aspect of it. Uh, the PSN not being as good as it ought to be as far as the consistency goes download speed. So there's all these little things. And I understand the idea that they want to make a lot of money, but because... They are not complete imbeciles, or I would like to believe that they are not. So <laughs> w- when you have to think about it in a way, you have to continuously support your stuff because you want to have this PlayStation brand that wants to last, that wants to be on the lead again in the next generation and beyond. So because well, of like, that, these are things that they have to look into.
5: Well, it will be interesting, I think, the Microsoft side of things because they have changed their tune so much that, you know, they're now incorporating things like, oh, you know, the next generations of games are going to be automatically playable, you know, those current is going to be playable on the next gen and we're thinking forward and stuff like that. That's interesting to me because that does have a knock on effect uh, from, you know, for, uh, from now to, to then, you know, if that's, they decide to stick with that stuff, but it, it'll be interesting. But I, I just, Sony's never going to agree to this, not in this generation because they don't need to.
4: We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I could see it going either way. Personally.
3: Okay, I, I had a joke preloaded, and I want to say it. <laughs> right. it, it, it got derailed from this conversation. Sorry, sorry. What What is Minecraft, and how do you tame a horse in it?
2: Oh boy, I don't get that joke. It's a South Park reference. We're gonna move on. All right, <clears throat> murder porn. <laughs>
3: That's such a great episode. Yeah,
2: it was a great episode. Uh Antonio says an email Hey guys, recently downloaded the Andromeda 10 hour demo, got through it fairly quickly, which is a testament to how much I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I held off on buying the game due to some of the heat it received. Encountered stuttering in the character creation setting before even starting the campaign with the cutscene stutter as well as especially when something is flying across the screen Other than that, I enjoyed it and now I'm more confident in buying the game Still heavy into Injustice 2 Wish the DLC characters came with a gear pack, like 5 epic, 10 rare, and 15 common, for example. Over 66 hours and three matches, 3,000 matches, and I'm still missing many epic gear pieces for my most used fighters. Uh, one big gripe is that the game turns into an item management sim. One last thing, I won't buy an X due to its price, and recently decided I will also not buy an S, but a Switch instead. Haven't had a Nintendo console since the Cube, and would much rather have something that isn't similar to my PS4 Switch me outside, how about that?
5: How about what? that? How about, how about that? Uh, just a, well, just a hey, quick... Didn't you say... Go- you are about to say what I was about. Yeah, yeah go on.
2: I was just going to say that um, I have been on very good authority that pre-orders go live on Tuesday.
5: Yes, that's what I was about to say. You tweeted about it, didn't you? Yeah,
2: I, I talked to some people this weekend and there's a phone call happening tomorrow that uh, pretty much confirms that's what's going to happen this week. So finally... Sweet finally, we'll be able to pre-order one of these goddamn things.
5: <laughs> yes. I, I shall be pre-ordering. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm there. I've got my money. I'm ready
4: to go. I'm I'm looking forward to the numbers that's going to come out.
2: Oh, there's no numbers for this. I mean, I I talked to the, about this yesterday with the person I was talking to, and I was like, you know, this thing is not going to light up any chart. It's going to sell really well for the first couple months, and then it'll die off. This, this product is 100% aimed at people like me. And it is not going to move the needle in the console war. Ever. Mm. That's just, that's how I feel. I feel it'll sell yeah. out the first that's, couple uh, months.
4: That's the expectations, right? It's going to do well as any tech thing does, you know, for the first one or two months. Yeah. And then from there, it'll go back to status quo. Yeah.
2: Until they drop it to a reasonable price, that thing is not going to move any needles.
4: I wonder if you'll see a PS4 mm. price trap soon.
2: I don't know. I'd be interested to see this holiday because Switch is obviously going to be the big Christmas item. Uh, if you can get one of those, that'll be the big thing. I think the you piece... know.
4: I I've had two friends that picked up Switches, walking to the store, just walked out. with Well, it there now. was a
2: big flux of them this week.
4: Okay, so, uh, I, I guess things... I thought they were supposed to be rare, and I was like, no, not at all. Just walking. They into the have store been,
2: just yeah, they have been for the longest time. But I even I was at two places this weekend that had them. Uh, but I just wonder how long that's going to last. So. Mm. But I think Switch will think- be the big holiday item. I think the PS4 uh, vanilla will be another hot Christmas item. So I think those will be your two biggest sellers. Um, I'll be interested to see how that new 2DS does. That came out on Friday.
4: Oh right, I haven't seen anyone really talk didn't about
5: you- it. you? got one of those,
4: didn't you?
2: Yeah, I have one. I think it's I think it's really nice as for the price. I mean, it's mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's a little wobbly. Uh, it definitely feels cheap, but it does what it's what it's advertised to do, and it's only 150 bucks. I think it'll do well.
5: That's the last time there's going to be an iteration on the 3DS, isn't it, so... I
2: don't know. It, it feels like
5: it.
1: So. Mm.
5: It's not as if the Switch isn't doing gangbusters, because they obviously announced they've sold, what, f- over 4 million of those things so far, which is a bloody good start.
2: <laughs> They'd sell more if they could get them out there. Well, hopefully they will. Uh, final email comes from Sam. It says, as a computer science student, I'm curious what everyone's experience is with it and tech in general. Did you learn what you know from school, your job, or are you self-taught? As I progress in the field, I'm considering all possible end results. What would be the best potential job? What would I be good at? What would be a good future, etc.? Ken and Jay, you guys are the only ones on the show that work in the industry, right? I, I don't work in the industry.
4: I I do IT stuff, so I do a lot of computer stuff. I suppose. I, I
2: work in marketing.
4: <laughs> do you?
2: Yeah, that's I work in marketing. Why? Wow,
4: well, are, okay. are you are you a PR guy that sends emails No people? no no I'm not a PR guy. <laughs> I, I mean I, I
2: technically work on like the software behind the scenes of marketing. Like I'm not mm. out you know So
4: can you explain to me how you run out of codes? My generator—you're I mean, you're behind the scenes. You gotta know, right? My
2: generator jams up. That's what happens. Oh,
4: uh, I get it. All right, sure.
2: uh, he says, "How did you guys get to where you are now, and what advice do you have for someone in my shoes on a potentially similar path, or if anyone began in computer science or considered it but eventually decided differently? How come, if you guys don't mind me asking?"
0: So, everything I know about computers, I learned by owning a 386, (laughs) and literally, this is not a joke, reading through the entire DOS manual and uh, instruction manual for the computer, um, which serves me almost no good now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I did a lot of the same stuff, trial and error getting in there, seeing what things do and and, and probably like Ryan, this was predating the internet. So I wasn't able to just Google what something did. Right. So you just kind of had to play around with it and, you know, reading manuals, like he said, or talking to people who know this stuff like that goes a long way and doing it yourself is a big thing.
0: Yeah. It's all about the practice. Yeah. Yeah. Not being afraid. uh, I mean, having a system that you're not afraid to kind of mess around with a little bit.
2: Yep. If you can break it yeah. that's great because that's, 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 that's what you're going to learn is breaking things.
4: <laughs> I remember yep. back uh, there was a certain point where you could put RAM in the wrong way yes and then that would that would have some issues. yeah so it was some big issues. so I, I did a lot of computer stuff. What happened is that I was kind of like the tech savvy guy in the in my group of friends/ slash, you know family, so they asked me for all the tech questions ever in the world regardless of I knew it or not. So I started looking into them. I started fixing a lot of stuff. I started fiddling around with this and that. And then because of that, I became good at it because I just had a lot of experience. And then because I I had a lot of experience, I I started getting good at it. Even more people asked me about stuff. And then that kind of ended up being a a part of a profession. I also delved in computer science a bit as well. But um, I didn't stick with it because I just don't like math that much. There's a lot of math. If you're going to be a computer science major and uh, if, you, if you don't like math as much as I don't, I think I'm the only Asian person that I know that has a higher – that got a higher SAT on verbal and on, on verbal compared to math. So that kind of gives you the idea of how much I don't like math. So yeah, there's a lot of math in computer science. As far as giving advice for what you're going to do in the future – um, I think everyone or I think too much people have way too much advice to give when it comes to this kind of stuff without really knowing the individual. So, you know, without knowing like what you've done in the past, what you've really enjoyed in life, I'm hesitant to give you any advice on what you might want to do. So I'll just leave it at that. But if you're really interested, you could tweet at me or something like that. And then you can give me some more in depth. I can give you some more information. But I don't know. I've gotten way too much advice over the years from people that don't know anything about me or about the stuff that they're talking about. They just like to hear themselves talk, so I try not to be one of those people.
2: <laughs> what are you talking about? I love to hear what? myself talk.
4: <laughs> Sometimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. It's, it's a weird field, and and like Jay said, you just need to know what you want to do. There's there's and- like infinite options out there of things to do.
4: Mm-hmm, so. certifications, educations.
1: Or
2: I mean, if I go see my family, which consists of like older people, like, literally, I get that. You do that click-clack stuff on the computer, don't you? <laughs> like, yep, that's exactly what I do. I sit at my desk, and I click-clack my computer.
1: Uh,
4: I, some of the stuff that... Uh, because when you think about computers in general, you know how they work, so you go into... Certain things, and you, when someone comes, you know, asks you to fix something, you anticipate that there is actually a problem to fix. But about half the time, or a little bit more, there actually isn't a problem at all. They just don't know how to use the thing, and it ends up being more of an educational service than a fixing service a lot of times, which is amusing but also in- incredibly frustrating. Have you ever been on a phone call with an individual trying to give them the concept of disconnecting a credit card machine and reconnecting it? And that taking about 25 minutes to do?
3: Oh, my God. So this happened last night. I was trying to – I got called at 3 a.m. at my job, and they were trying to write a report. And we do all our reports online. It's basically like a question and answer kind of thing. And one of my guys is not very tech savvy at all, as in if you told him to write a paragraph report, it would take him 20 minutes to do and i was trying to describe to him a button on the taskbar and for the life of him he could not figure it out i had to get up and drive to work <laughs> at 3 a.m. to show him a fucking button and i was just like i fucking hate my life uh, did you consider
4: you know showing the task uh, button through like a picture or something like that
3: I I mean I don't it's it's a program that we use so I don't have the program at home ah uh, okay gotcha so yeah it was it was um it was a fucking nightmare but uh, <laughs> it, it happens a lot I think I I don't know if I mentioned on the show but um a few months ago my dad called me and was like um do you know how to get a virus off the computer and I was like yeah he said well there was a few things that happened so apparently they were looking up something I don't know mom and dad were looking up something and it was obviously a scam and you get the pop up saying your computer has a virus click here to remove it (laughs) and everything that dad told me shocked me more and I repeated what he said in a higher inflection so I clicked on it why did you click on it (laughs) he says, well, he said, then it popped up and he said that was a phone number. And I called it. I was like, you called the fucking number? <laughs> and then he said, yes, yeah. I talked to this woman and she, um, you know, they were trying to get, they said that they could fix the virus. I'm like, okay. And he said, uh, so they asked, um, they wanted me to go to this website. I was like, okay. And so I went to the website and, um, he said that they then took over my computer. I said, you let them remote into the, your computer? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you might as well throw the fucking thing away. They have everything now.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And
3: he's like, what do you mean? I was like, anything that you've done on that computer is now theirs. I was like, you you literally went from clicking on something while browsing the internet to letting a stranger remote into your computer in the span of 10 minutes. hmm. How, how? I I. I don't know how somebody can physically do that, but my dad found out a way.
4: Uh, the the uh, uh, older generations are very
3: gullible, is what I what I can say. And well, and I have to say personally, fuck those people. Who, yes, who who prey on people who don't understand technology. Fucking parasites is what they are. I deal with them all the time. But yeah, the the good, I've, the the I've, I know is. nothing about computers at all. I I know nothing, but. They I know when you get gypped. <laughs>
5: well, that age will come to an end eventually as people get older, uh, people will be more tech savvy and that sort of line of scamming will die out,
4: thankfully. No, it'll it'll just get much more elaborate, John. Elaborate. It'll get yeah. <laughs> it'll 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 you'll be you'll be getting tricked when you get older and then you'll think about this conversation it's like shit, I I thought it would go away.
2: Nah, they'll just they'll just nah. they'll just trick you with some fidget spinners. Be fine. Yeah,
5: Yeah, if you do, if you pre-order a game, they'll give you a free one. <laughs> but what happens is that they're all lying in houses, and then they'll come sentient, and they'll start stealing your stuff.
2: That's right. Uh, Alright, I'm going to move over to Twitter. Uh, just an FYI, I'm going to retweet something. Apparently one of our listeners had a code for $50 on the eShop, and he scratched it too hard, and some of the numbers are blurry. So puzzle for you guys. I'll retweet it. You go find it and go guess. start guessing. And if you get it right, you'll get fifty bucks. Yeah, awesome. So there you go. Uh, Blue Apple Blue tweeted in and said, "If you had a time machine, would you kill Baby Hitler?"
4: No, no, well,
2: wouldn't kill a baby.
4: It's not. It's not even that. Like I'd like. That no way did, to know I what that, was, that would cause. Yeah, yeah, you could make it things. worse. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the world could literally not exist right now. And also, you know, let's be frank, overpopulation is a thing. Mookie says <gasps> oh. wait, what? <laughs>
1: That's what yeah. I
4: mean. Like I can't get off board with
0: that statement.
1: <laughs>
4: I was to, I was I was being a little dark
0: there. So. Yeah, you might want to might want to <laughs> No no I'm not,
4: I'm not I'm not but... taking the statement back. I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen when you mess with time.
2: Moving on.
1: Uh, yes, please.
2: So, so, Mookie says he's composed another long email, but I thought of sending it to Phoenix Down to plug the channel more. CC to all the crew. Uh, so, since DJ Max Respect won't be out till November, at least it's out on the Philippines, so suck it, Jay.
4: <laughs> oh.
1: Okay.
4: Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I was talking to him about the DJ Max Respect game. It's not coming out on the stage for a little while, I guess, but. I could import it, but I kind of don't want to spend the extra money for just to play it a few months early. It doesn't seem worth it.
2: Alright. Anthony says to any N4G listeners with a PSVR I suggest trying the Static demo. It's Aperture Science created new forms of Chinese finger trap. What? Follow that. Mm. Uh, Mookie wants to know if we have any thoughts on Lawbreakers. There was an open beta this weekend. Did anybody bother playing it?
0: Nope. No.
2: I didn't either. Uh, he also wants to know if there's any player unknown gamers here on PC. We should team up.
5: I want to play that game, but I'm waiting to Xbox version.
4: I will never uh, play that game. Uh, the only way I will play that game is if it ever comes out of EZA. I mean, early access, and then that's probably not going to happen for another two, three years. So
2: it's this year.
4: Is it? Yeah, it's actually re- coming out. They're one okay. this
2: year. So okay, maybe I'll actually play it this year. Then who knows. Uh, Anthony says more dying light content. That game is fantastic and cost maybe thirty bucks for the game and all the DLC. I don't like zombies, but I love that game. Yeah, that was a weird announcement that uh, Techland announced they were doing another year of free DLC. Like that's good. I mean, but how do you afford that?
5: That thing must keep selling in sales. Huh? Uh, like you know, you often see it in like a, a flash sale or a you know a season sale. Maybe that thing keeps on selling.
2: Okay. Uh, Justin says, "Was wondering if anyone on this podcast loves Shenmue as much as I did. Did it just catch me at the right age? I'm thirty. Anyone around my age?"
4: I know for you a fact love, Ken, love Ken, it, Ken loves Shenmue. Ken, yeah, he yeah, loves it. Don't you? It's his favorite game of all time. I
2: will stab you with a forklift mm-hmm. and ask you if there's a sailor. <laughs> it's like
4: around. Ken is actually preparing to do a a full Let's Play of Shenmue One and Two. <laughs> ah! Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be putting it up. It's gonna be a weekly thing. You know, it's gonna be great.
2: You can't do a Let's Play of a game that's unplayable.
4: Yeah. That's oh, a one. oh, sick man! <laughs> uh, a man just told you that's like one of his favorite games, and you just called it unplayable for no real reason. I the don't like game. that well game. Done.
2: I played it when it came out, and I hated it then, and I hate it now. I will always hate that game.
4: Yes. I will. Not I thought Shadow One was fun, but I never played two. I want to play it though.
2: Two is just more shit. Right.
0: <laughs> just shit. All right. This next tweet. I I enjoyed those two games. Yes, I <laughs> thought they were fun. I. Enjoyed them. See? I haven't played either.
2: i us just keep my mouth shut and move on to this next set of tweets. <laughs> Chad tweets in and says, I have a new foible I've taken to naming my poops. Oh, for crying out loud. I just birthed the Devastator. <laughs> oh,
5: when you say naming, I thought, like, Jeff or Kevin... Formerly known as
2: the Bob Evans Border Scramble, does anyone else name their grumpies?
0: No, I just shit them out. (laughs) I've
4: never heard them being referred to as grumpies either, so that's new. It's a new experience for all. Interesting.
2: Uh, Dustin wants to know, is Jay a robot? How does he possibly consume that much media as he claims? How do most of you deal with that amount of games, TV, movies? You don't, try the, I
4: don't. you don't play a lot of the things and you don't watch a lot of things uh lately i don't know I, I actually been kind of slacking i used to play like new games every week just to talk about it on the podcast but i haven't done that in like months which bums me out because i think i'm like letting the listeners down a bit but mostly i've just been trying to catch up on my backlog man it's it's rough there's too much stuff out there that i want to play
5: well, I've just discovered Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I've been r- running through those seasons. Is amazing. that on Netflix, so uh, First three seasons are, so I'm like, I okay. think we're about maybe seven or eight episodes into season three. Though, like, we've watched them in, like, the space of two and a half weeks. That that show's great, and it's, it's like 22 minutes an episode, which is brilliant, because you can cane right through. There's no intricate storylines. It's just pure fun, and it's very funny.
4: That's the one with Terry Crews in it, right? Terry loves yoga. <laughs> Don't get the reference, but I assume that's Yes, right. yes.
2: <laughs> it is. I consumed a bunch of Ghost in the Shell this week.
4: Oh, I yeah. enjoyed that
5: film, but I haven't seen the I watched the for ar- about ten years. I
2: watched the anime the day before I watched the movie.
5: Okay.
2: Just to kind of give myself a refresher, because it had been years since I watched the original anime. And watching the original anime, I'm like, you know, this is still good. Um, they have a little bit of an obsession with nipples, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, but no, the movie is good. It's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, and people, I thought visually
5: really impressive.
2: People are really... I love the references to the anime. Like, there's a bunch of stuff in there. I mean, yeah, the story's not right, uh, clearly. But I like the references they made. And they, they
4: do a lot of shot by shot comparison too. Like there is a, a few. Exactly
2: there, the scene in the water, the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that. There's also the the iconic scene of the plane flying over the city. Um, the very end, she references the very beginning. Um, you know, where she falls off the building and then moves her hand across her face to disappear. There's that scene. Also, the original song plays in the end credits. And that yeah, was, it was kind of a nice nice chase. Yeah, fantastic. And they do explain why she's white in the movie.
4: That that never bothered me at all, I don't No, I don't no, it didn't bother me
2: are. either, but they give an explanation as to why yeah. she is that way and it's kind of like I, I didn't know anything about it going in. So like when they cuz her name is different in the movie. It's not Matoko. So, but they do just just if you get a chance watch it. It's interesting.
4: Yeah, it's, it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah. It's not, yeah. As far as anime adaptations go, and there aren't too many you know, good ones to speak of. It's a decent one.
2: I still... Ad- Bato is my favorite character in that mm-hmm. series, and I liked him in the movie, too. I thought he was fun.
4: He's a good actor, as well.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I consumed that this week. Uh, and I have Ghost in the Shell 2, which I've never seen. Uh, and uh, the new movie Which I've never seen So I need to watch those this week um, Chad also wrote in and said Oh I'm also about 20% through my second read Through of Ready Player One Can't wait to hear the discussion on Phoenix Down
3: I'm excited for that too
2: Uh, Anthony writes and says I'm 28 and this year will be my first time in my life I take a vacation and I'm not sure what to do with myself Relax you know that's what's kind of funny is I I did the same thing this year. I never take a vacation, and I'm actually on vacation this week. Um, for the whole week, I, I just don't ever do that, and it's weird. Like I keep. Why don't, it is,
5: why don't you do that? Surely you're getting a lot of time for holiday. Oh, dude, I get a
2: ton of time off, and most of the time
5: I don't. I don't know, John. I just don't do it.
3: I didn't either up until. Do you guys? Two years do you ago. guys
5: get paid for not taking your holiday? No, yeah you, I, I buy
3: don't. it back at the end of the year
2: i don't i i mean you, well, use, you should I take it, it i don 't mine it.
3: carries
0: over but i don 't get paid yeah. for it i, I do if it i get if i, I carry over if I carry over more than eighty hours, I get paid over what i carried yeah hmm. i don't
2: i don't get paid at all I either take it or i lose it so you should take it well, I take it this year I have this whole week off i 'm just going to relax chill out.
0: Yeah, just catch up on some
4: things. Yeah, so.
2: I plan on playing some games, watching some TV, taking my kid some places because he's got like two weeks before school starts. So,
4: I think the idea of vacation has been kind of glamorized in a lot of ways because you see all all you see is people you know posting pictures of like exotic locations on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. All these people that they're meeting, all these places that they go. But I think a vacation comes down to the individual what makes. What allows them to unwind, right? If your idea of a good relaxing time is just sitting at home reading a book while you're sipping hot cocoa, you know that's that's good. That's your vacation. That's good enough. Yeah. You don't you don't have to think about it in the way like oh, but I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. Sometimes not doing anything is the best thing that you could possibly do. Am <laughs> kidding? True. That's that's great. The, you know
3: what I did most of my vacation? Fucking Except. slept,
4: which yeah, I haven't done
3: so in good. years.
2: Sleep is so underrated.
3: I was so. I woke up at 10 a.m. one day, and I haven't done that in literally 10 years.
2: Yeah. Sometimes you, you know? just need to. Sometimes you just need to like eject from mm-hmm. life, and that's what I intend to do this week. Just, just fuck it, everything. Yeah. Uh, Dustin tweets in says, "Drew is buying his first power drill. I feel like he's growing up way too
0: fast." <laughs>
3: I should have had a drill a long time ago. I was
0: going to say, you don't have a drill? What? No. Yeah, well, who doesn't have a drill? Oh, I don't man. have a drill. Holy cow, dude. Well, uh, how do you make holes? <laughs>
3: <laughs> just punch them? I, I just, I, I, normally what I'm going to use the drill for mainly is like, you know, hanging stuff. I mean, I have a hammer and nails, but I figured a drill would be, yeah, I need one, you know, just in case, you know. I actually need to do something. But... you
4: got to lobotomize yourself or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Can't you do that with a hammer and a chisel, though? Eh, it's, it's a, a little, little bit more fine-tuning at that point. You know, it drills much easier. you just got to shove it up your nose things.
3: and then yeah. do a little bit of banging.
4: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you my
2: embarrassing house thing I don't have that I should probably remedy this year is a ladder. I don't have a ladder.
3: I do have a ladder.
2: I need to get up and clean my gutters out, but I don't have a ladder yet. So that's probably yep. on my list.
3: I will highly suggest just get gutter guards. Yeah. Because uh, that saves me a lot of trouble. And Yeah, granted, there's still some stuff that falls in between, but the gutter guards keep me from having to do it like four times a fucking, you know, fall and winter.
2: Oh, God, taking care of a house. This is a boring podcast. Yeah. Uh, he also says Final Fantasy VIII is highly underrated. I actually like more, I like more than most of the Final Fantasy games. It's interesting. You don't hear that very often.
4: Yeah, I I think I was talking about Final Fantasy VIII before about how I was you know I was kind of in the mood to play a retro Final Fantasy games. So I booted that up on my Vita, and um, I was saying that the game hasn't aged well, and yeah, that that is true. But I don't I don't hate the game. I've beaten it twice, and you know, I've beaten it once when it first came out. I've beaten it on PC as well, uh, but I do feel like it's lacking in a lot of ways, and I don't enjoy some of the gameplay elements. But it's not terrible, by any means. It's still good.
2: Uh, he says, if Nintendo made a new Smash but used a different fighting engine, what would you want them to copy? Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Guilty Gear, etc. None of uh,
0: those. None cool. of those. I, yeah. it's, none of those are anywhere remotely close to the Smash sort of ethos. It I wouldn't don't know be why Smash, would, would it? No, yeah. it wouldn't be. I don't even know why they would do that. Like, that doesn't even make much sense.
4: It should copy PlayStation All Stars, guys. That's a
0: yeah. There you go. Very,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> PlayStation All Stars. Holy shit! You want to talk about a shitty game? Oh, I, like I didn't. Game. I
4: didn't hate that game, but it's, it's it, right. th- Yeah, it it wasn't very well received.
2: That game was not good.
4: Yeah, it's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tweeted us a picture that he made for his baby announcement. He said, his wife finally let me post this baby announcement I made. His wife is crying. The picture of the baby is in the stomach and he is Shredder laughing.
5: Oh my god, that's creepy. And it
2: says, yes. Player 3 enters the fray, arriving early January. That's kind of funny.
4: Well done.
2: Uh, He also says, so Scott Staff is playing a show in my small hometown. I wish I had some ZTGD swag for him to autograph. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Who's who's this Scott individual? He's I don't know.
2: The leader singer of Creed.
4: Oh, I don't re- remember names.
2: You know, it may uh, You know what? That's a dark joke. I'm gonna leave it alone.
4: <laughs> I I don't know. I already did one dark joke. You no, might well make that no. One. I you just. I, I guess, you can't get away with it because you're not a minority. No, I can. I can
2: it. get away with it. I'm just okay. saying, like, right. I, you know, I grew up with all these great bands, and somehow Scott Staff's the only one that's still alive. <sighs>
0: That's yeah. very true. Uh,
2: it's, you, yeah. know, you know, Kurt Cobain's
5: dead. You know, Scott Weiland's dead. Chris Cornell's dead. It's like,
2: Scott Stapp somehow keeps going. i do not it. And you know
5: the difference between Scott Stapp and all those other guys? Scott Stapp believes in Jesus.
2: I'm pretty sure a lot of those other guys probably do. Yeah, but they didn't sing about not it. Not as much as he did. Well, yeah, they didn't oh. sing about it. I mean... <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: There you go, proof if you need get- any.
4: Can I get your best impression of Can You Take Me Higher, oh, guys? Oh, God, no. Please. Where do you come from, Take
5: me higher. Mm,
4: that's good, right? That's not bad. <laughs> 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 you gotta do the.
2: I swear, blind man sees. Look up,
3: there's a video. They look up Creed Shreds. I, can't, I think it's Creed Shreds number three.
2: Oh, Some of man. those are fucking
3: hilarious. <laughs>
2: He lived. He sang in an era when everybody was obsessed with vowels. So it was like, and wow, over enunciation. Yeah, wow wow, 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 wow,
5: Good Lord! Can
2: you over enunciate?
5: <laughs> oh my! God. Him and Nickelback.
1: Oh. Uh, what if? What if? What if I? <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I'm I'm putting it in the chat because it's fucking hilarious.
2: All right, uh, moving on. Dustin wants to know: Tupac or Biggie? Hey, T-
4: and hey, Uh Tupac, Tupac for me as well. Tupac.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't
4: hate Biggie or anything, but uh, oh. I Tupac had a better I like big Biggie
2: songs better though. I think I got sure, go. it. Sure, go go then Biggie. Man. Yeah,
5: they're,
4: they're both awesome. I think I
5: know one Tupac song, and that's it.
0: Yes, well, I think the I think the primary problem is you keep calling him Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> well, who is he? Tupac. Tupac. Ha. Pa. Tupac. Pa. Tupac.
5: Tupac. Not pack. Not Tupac. Tupac. It doesn't sound right. Like Tupac. Yes, it does. No, that's, it, it that's the actual Tupac, Tupac. of his name. But sounds, it sounds posh. Tupac. When I say it, it sounds posh. Uh, Hello, Tom. Him, him Hello, Muffy Tupac.
2: Belly. Fucking British fuckers! I swear to God. <laughs> Keep you
1: problem. guys have murdered the oh, English shit. language. I know, right? She's <laughs> brutalized it.
5: If any of you um, are slightly interested, however, Nelly is coming to Norwich in December. So that's Nelly? how far Nelly has fell.
2: Wait wait, 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 wait. You know who Nelly is, but
5: you didn't know who Tupac was? I like the plaster. He rocks a good plaster, does Nelly. What? What is? What? Is, I don't watch.
2: understand four of the words you just said. <laughs> he rocks he,
3: the plaster?
5: What's the... Like, like on your walls? Okay, Oh, we call, okay. We call plasters band aids, plasters.
3: Oh, okay. Gotcha. You fucking weirdo. Does he still
5: do
0: the band aid on the eye thing? I I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. Are we
3: going back to like 2001 for Christ's sakes? Well, yeah. he is
0: number one. Two is not a winner, and three nobody remembers. So.
2: All right. Uh, Dustin says. <laughs> a, Dustin's got another controversial statement. Cooler ranch is better than nacho cheese. Son, you need to get out of here. Oh, yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's right. He, yeah. right. yeah. he, he should not get out of here because no, he's no, right. It's, it's, no, that's wrong. All right, that's cool. the hell the hell is.
4: I know what cool ranch is, but what's cooler ranch? It's cooler a, ranch. Uh, it's, it's like it's ranch, like but cooler.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't so
0: I, buy it. It's like the difference between Tupac and Tupac. <laughs> 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 but you notice, you notice he's he, just a little bit cooler.
2: He couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> claim that it was better than nacho cheesier. So GTFO. Mm. K. Anyway you know what? <laughs> Chad tweets in Says he agrees The remaster of Final Fantasy XII Is really good too uh, Then his next tweet says Babies wait till the babies come Oh my god my entire life changed Once my son was born Say goodbye to things like sleep and concentration
4: Yes But, but Drew is already not getting any sleep So how can you get any less than not
0: Exactly. I like, I like concentration. I'm already ready.
2: That was a fun mm-hmm. game. Did you ever
4: play that game? It was a fun game. What? Concentration.
0: What? Concentration? Yeah. Is it the yeah. one with the
4: cards flipped over?
0: Yeah. No. Well, you can there's that. I was thinking of the concentration isn't isn't concentration the one too where there's like the um the pieces that you have to fit into the uh board. Oh, yeah, before a certain the certain amount of time the, or they blow up. The
2: timer goes off and then they pop yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Board games, it,
4: baby. Wasn't that operation where you had? No it, where, operations, uh, you can't You no, tu- can't touch the sides. Can't touch the sides. It's yeah But you have song. a time limit too. No, you don't. No, there's no there's time limit. Time operation. limit in operation. No. Okay, I play a hard mode operation. <laughs> <laughs> you Dark Souls that shit up. Yeah, Dark Souls of uh, operation, operation
2: is the Dark Souls of Milton Bradley, son. <laughs> mm. Oh goodness!
0: All right, I I bet there's probably a website called Operation Is the Dark Souls of Milton Bradley. I bet. I bet there is. If you if you actually hooked up the operation machine
4: to some like very very powerful battery, and you shocked yourself every time you screwed up, yeah,
0: you'd get really good at that game. Yeah, just a tip, though. Um, Just because you're good at operation doesn't mean you'll actually be able to perform operation. So, like, don't (laughs) try that.
2: It says it right on the box, Ryan. Don't try this at at home.
0: That That doesn't, does it? Don't try and fix your, like, water on the knee uh, by yourself.
2: (laughs) There probably is a disclaimer on it now because you know the world. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but there you go. That's it. That's the show. Um, if you want to tweet at us It's at m4gpodcast If you want to shoot us an email It's podcasts At ztgd.com If you want to follow us On the Twitter Jay is at J, John at JohnWUK Drew at dml fury, And Ryan At WombatRP Still getting used to that man 10 years you can change things up uh, You can follow me On the site at ztgd Also check out Phoenix Down They're reading a book Woohoo Reading a book
1: that's right.
5: So yeah, listen to that show Just to prove that they can. <laughs> they, they next
4: could've... it's gonna be a next it's gonna be like a movie, and then from there it's gonna just keep going to weirder and <clears throat> out of place media. Loot great boxes. Loot great boxes.
0: Yeah, eventually you'll be reviewing like craft beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't see how that's a bad thing. Is that a bad thing?
3: No, uh, I'd, I'd totally does, get paid to review uh, beer. You don't get sure, paid yeah. to read grow
0: books. True. Grow your curly mustache and wear some glasses that you don't need. And...
2: Fuck the Knicks. You know, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. All right, that's it. That's the end of the show. There's nothing else. Unless anybody has anything else. Anybody have anything else? Any nah, more, we good. Any more jokes no. you've been bottling up, Drew?
3: No, no. no we're good. We're
2: good. I'm listen right. to
0: some two pack shows. Some
2: two packs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you put three Two of them pox. in the room. It's a six pack. <laughs> Twice as good as one pack.
2: Oh, that's it. Ah. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G
0: Podcast.
2: Oh, look at... it's me, Mario. Zero this is gonna be a very
0: interesting episode. Yeah. Greetings program. Well, I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground n
3: 4 radio layer. The wall and i a
1: Wolverine, Play game,
0: not console. No bad boys allowed. And then then I killed the dragon. Right. I killed killed
1: the dragon.